So as always, thank you for joining me. Enjoy the podcast. Kick back and relax. The force is strong and is with us always. And never forget. We have hope. Rebellions are built on hope. of this moment the force is strong make ten men feel like a hundred I'll take the next chance and the next you're rebels aren't you You call it the Jesse James. Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Yo, The Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right, ladies and gentlemen of The Bizzle cast, I am so excited tonight to be here with you, with my boy, senior Star Wars contributor, Simi Klimo, to launch the BizzleCast Clone Wars Chronicles, wherein we not only do Clone Wars commentaries across all five of the main seasons, but do entire arcs all at once. We're going to explain to you which arcs we are doing. We are going to explain how it's going to work in terms of you lining up with us. We're going to explain a little bit about why we chose each of these arcs. Um, and generally, uh, from now on, guys, we're mostly going to give you the logistical counting in to the commentary. And if you've listened to a lot of my podcasts before and you just want to get to the commentary, I will put it in the copy. There'll probably be maybe 10, 15 minutes of intro this just this one time. And in future um, occasions, we are just going to count you directly in. But I want to talk a little bit about why we're doing this now. Uh, such an ambitious project, but one that we're excited about. And then we'll count you in. This is the first arc. This is the Cad Bane and Holocron arc. And it starts with Hostage Crisis, which is season one, episode 22, and continues through the first three episodes of season two, Holocron Heist, Cargo of Doom, and Children of the Force. But we, but we will count you down in a bit. Again, jump forward if you want to, but please stay for about 10 minutes of intro where Simi and I talk about why we're doing this. So without further ado, the man who is the driving force behind a lot of my Star Wars content these days, but especially the Clone Wars Chronicles, and came up with that great name, Simi Klimo. What is up? Another beautiful day in Zamunda. How are you, my friend? Thanks for having me. I am super excited. I'm ready to go. Uh, this this is going to be a lot of fun. So, um, Timmy, so let me let, let me just let me just get this going real quick because I, I, we are very excited to get into the commentary. But I want to ask you one or two specific pointed questions about why this, why now, if that's okay. But first, sure. I, I want to remind people to go back to November tenth, twenty seventeen, Bizzlecast one hundred six, my very first podcast with Simi, where after we reminisced about Return of the Jedi and growing up on Star Wars, we talked mostly about Ahsoka and the Clone Wars in our very first podcast, Simi. And indeed, it was called uh, How Ahsoka and the Clone Wars Saved Star Wars, a which I still believe in as you and I have been doing a lot of back padding we've been talking about the Siege of Mandalore we've talked about time travel we've talked about Ahsoka and the Clone Wars and now it's back and is easily the thing most hardcore fans are, are sort of united behind after the split with The Last Jedi and mixed reaction to Han Solo and so forth so we couldn't have foreseen this but I love that we've come full circle since that original podcast so let me just ask you first do you remember doing that first podcast and, and what that experience was like talking about this stuff with me of course i thought it was like a tremendous catharsis of uh or verbal vomit of all my love for 
Ahsoka and and for for this series specifically. Yes. Um, and I think you know I think now is a good time to be doing this for for a lot of different reasons. Uh, for one, I think I kind of shied away from it as um, knowing Ahsoka dies or thinking Ahsoka dies and thinking that was the end of her character. Um, it's kind of like why go why why le- relive those beautiful memories you know and go back through photos and Mm -hmm. you know you just know where it ends um but i think now that we know uh that the the franchise is on her back and we can expect great things from our girl that um you know i wanted to start re-watching these and and you know i've really only gone through it Mm -hmm. you know as a series barely probably twice you know and even then uh you know there's so many episodes like i can't say that i was attentive during you know even all of them one or two times so this is probably the third time i've been going back through Mm -hmm. and uh as you know it fills in the holes with all this other stuff that that we all miss and love and hope that was going to happen um so yeah i'm going back through it to enjoy the content and it's it's a lot of fun my my wife is is enjoying it as well she's been watching a lot of them more with me and it's a nice uh show that we can watch together now so mm-hmm. uh I'm, I'm really excited for the 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 new uh the new series to come out i'm really mm-hmm. excited to uh to to launch these chronicles with you so whenever i have great uh, first podcasts with friends of mine especially like with you a couple of buddies from wesleyan p- people who i've stayed in touch with online over the years but haven't necessarily reinhardt Reinhardt, uh huh, and um, shout out Reinhardt. Oh right, yeah. So Simi plays basketball with a bunch of my college friends. Whatever, that's for another time. But so, <laughs> but Simi, I immediately knew that we had great podcast chemistry. I mean, we always had fun as kids hanging out, and we chatted online over the years. But you never know what's going to happen on a podcast. And some people just have a natural radio voice in pre- presence, and some don't. And I actually think of this as radio, which is something you and I have talked about, you know. And I've really been seeking out whether it's Star Wars or otherwise people who have that sort of you know uh, view. Of of, yes, we can talk about the topic at hand, but we can go on sidebars, but we can bring it all back together. And so I definitely hoped after that first one that we would do more. And certainly, I think it's safe to say that all the complexity and stuff around The Last Jedi has led to a lot of great discussions, and then Solo, the prep for Solo, and then into Solo. I mean, we, we've had some great discussions because of all the great um, things to come out of Star Wars, or at least interesting things, um, since we started in November. But I, I couldn't have foreseen that we'd come this far, including doing a ton of commentaries including non-star wars commentaries um and so i just wanted to ask you after we did let me get this right commentaries for attack of the clones rogue one a new hope return of the jedi we've also done commentaries for uh harry potter 3 prisoner of azkaban and v for vendetta and we're going to continue doing commentaries both in and out of the star wars universe now you know that i've done full length commentaries for jessica jones season one now i've done the defenders season one i'm most of the way through season, uh, two seasons of Rebels commentaries, um, and uh, I've done a bazillion movie commentaries. I love doing them with with, with friends. Um, although I will say that, well, I used to be able to do a lot of just straight up solo podcasts. These days, the only solo podcasts I really can do are commentaries. Um, uh, uh, whereas discussions, I always want to have other people. It's kind of hard to talk to yourself um, in, in that sort of sense. And so it's great that we've been able to. I guess what I'm saying it's great that we've been able to combine a really nice mix i think of commentaries and just general discussion so i have to ask you is my big main question and then i'm gonna uh lay out the plan um for this series and then i'm gonna count people into it which is 
as I've been saying, why this, why now? Like, we love the Clone Wars, and there's so much excitement about the Siege of Mandalore and Ahsoka coming back. Uh, a counter to what you said about your fear about Ahsoka being dead, she's even more unkillable than Gandalf at this point. Seriously. Uh, and w- we are going to talk when we get to Mortis, by the way, as you pointed out about, is she fully Ahsoka anymore? And with the time travel and world between worlds, did she die? Is that an alternate dimension version of Ahsoka? Um, and uh, by the way, I did go back to the first podcast just to make sure I remembered correctly that I predicted t- both time travel and seizure Mandalore, and they're both there. What what for the Bizzle super nerd? Um, but I'm thrilled that it's <laughs> happening. So let me ask you the direct question: Is w- is this something you think you would have wanted to do even without the recent announcements about Clone Wars coming back and the increased uh, and ongoing role of, of Ahsoka, or did that just sort of add to the fire uh, of wanting to revisit this with me and the Bizzlecast audience? I think this could have been something that we started with. I mean, mm. this is, this was a rekindling of uh, of my Star Wars affair, if you will, because mm-hmm. like we talk about it in, in a lot of our other podcasts about, I always reference that we only had the three and, and then there, that was it. You know, like we didn't know that there was going to be another three, mm-hmm. uh, you know, from eight, from, you know, really, really young till, mm-hmm. till, till I was in high school. We, well, like, we know the four, the let's be honest. Rogue One is episode 3.5 or, or, no, no, no. I'm yeah, saying we yeah. grew up with just, you know, oh, five, oh, oh, and, I see what you're uh, saying. Sorry. Four, five and six, yes, and, you yes. know, new hope through Jedi, not yeah. knowing that there was going to yeah. be anything else. Yeah. Um, and let's be honest, the prequels the, came out at a weird time for you and I, cause we were like in college, right? So we didn't know what right. to make of it. Yeah. And that was a, that was a letdown. It was a little bit of, letdown like i still enjoyed it because it was more star wars but sure. it obviously wasn't uh yeah you know pizza's pizza you know it's even when it's good it's bad yeah everyone's but bad we it's were, good i mean but we were you know too it was old. Still- let me just say real quickly because this is going this is the one thing i want to talk about is how the clone wars has made me at least appreciate if not like the prequels more for a lot of reasons that we're going sure. to go into some obvious some less obvious but as 18 to 24 year olds when the prequels came out we were too old that we were like kind of jaded already about these things but we weren't old enough where we could look back with self-awareness and appreciate the nostalgia of star wars and you know what i mean like things like i was talking about wooden dialogue like you know like we would criticize the prequels for wooden dialogue but then you watch the original movies you're like okay this is kind of the charm of star wars i'm not saying i love the prequels now but we were specifically not at a great age then to appreciate it whereas now we are old enough i think to look back on all that and appreciate it go ahead and the clone wars show you what what it could have been and and what the Mm -hmm. quality i think of what uh, you know, who Anakin was supposed to be um, a little bit better than what actually came out from the movies, which mm-hmm. is really cool. So it shines light of what they could have done differently. And we talked about this in the last podcast as well, about that, that this is the first time in, in history yep. where you can actually have this quick of a response, yes. this quick of a reaction and create uh, through, you know, the, the cartoons have so much more, car- um, you know, animation has so much more, uh, content than it did when we were younger and it's so much uh, the the pictures are so much more vivid and graphic to the point where it's almost as if you can let your brain click on and off and feel the reality of, of a cartoon and I think that that was lacking when we were younger and then they can take this give and take from what they want to do differently and they can evolve and they can create the story as it goes like a like a true TV show uh, and and almost live action as they're writing the story like live action meaning like not necessarily knowing where it's going to end as they're, you know, playing out these roles and working with what works, adding characters that work, creating new characters and 
uh, new storylines that link into the canon. So it's it, it's really exciting. But we could have um, it's it's a really great art. It's a really great piece, and we could have started here and we could end it here, and we could have we could do all of them. I mean, there's so much content and there's a ton of fun. Um, every episode has something uh, interesting. I saw one of the you know uh, the I watched the four episodes uh, leading up to this again. Uh, yesterday and today and i watched them with my wife and you know there, there's this great little scene where this the uh two of the clones uh save this little girl and uh she speaks another language and uh they're on uh, ryloth and uh mm-hmm. she says uh she keeps you know you don't she keeps calling them this name mm-hmm. and then in the end and these these two clones save her and in the end they realize the 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 word she was calling them was brother mm-hmm. you know and like you know we both got like choked up a little bit and you know cartoons aren't supposed to mm-hmm. to, to to draw that emotion from you and car- you're not supposed to get into uh the cartoon so much as a 19 minute clip and that one wasn't even that uh that 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 much content but it still uh resonated with with my wife and you know you know i don't think i was full tears but you know you get a little choked up because mm-hmm. the writing is very good the relationships they create are good and and you even like have so much you know love for the clones as individuals and all of them that when maybe when you were watching the different movies and you see a ton of clones die you just think they're these mm-hmm. you know non-personable things and like more like the robots and more like mm-hmm. uh, uh you know, something like that but you, you you start to get attached to the different characters obviously you know, as it goes on, Rex and some of the other ones get more involved. But even the the peripheral mm-hmm. uh, characters and the peripheral uh, clones, you, you get you get attached to. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm psyched. I think this is this is going to be a lot of fun, and uh, yeah. especially this arc. Uh, mm-hmm. Bane is uh, Cad Bane is one of my favorite yes. characters, and yes. uh, we're about to introduce a lot of fun. We're about to introduce it, yeah. So we're about to introduce it. Um, so f- uh, we're, we're going to introduce this. I'm going to quickly list off the arcs, the proposed arcs going forward, and then we're going to count the people in really quickly. See me though. I was looking at my numbers today because the last three days uh, the, my numbers have been blowing up, and I used to be very afraid about oversaturation on my podcast. Um, but I'm kind of establishing myself as like one of the podcasts that just puts out a lot of great content on almost a daily basis and people are responding and my rebels commentaries are doing extremely well. But Simi, I will say in the last 12 months, okay, in the last 12 months, six of the top 12 podcasts most downloaded are you, my friend, and you are only one off of the top one right now. Our very first podcast is, is almost at the number one. Uh, just, I, I just want to give praise to my senior contributor, Simi. Um, any guesses as to what some of the other high-ranking uh, downloads that w- uh, in terms of the ones we've done are? And then uh, just as a fun little bit, and then we'll jump into the po- this uh, commentary. Well, I, I would say that I probably just more so bring the best out of you. Not, I think it's more you than me. That being said, uh, you know, our Rogue One commentary yep, was a lot of fun. That's number three. I think mm-hmm. that's probably up there. Yep. Um, and... Uh, number six maybe is the our solo. Yep, number six is our solo breakdown. Uh huh. Number eight is uh, Return of the Jedi super yeah, epic commentary. That's a good one. Number that was ten, a good one. you're going to be happy about this. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Really? Uh huh. Yep. Nice. And number twelve is uh, Bizzlecast one nineteen. When you gave your unique critique of the Last Jedi. 
So wow. But wow. basically, what we've learned is people like the Rebels commentaries. They're going to love the Clone Wars commentaries. But when we did stuff on Rogue One, Last Jedi, and Solo, people are really digging it. And you definitely do bring the best out of me, and I appreciate that. And the one of the reasons I love working with you, as we joked about last week, where you had a great line, and we'll talk more about this, about you know how you felt like Ahsoka you know, was given short shrift at times. And I had to point out that that's just because you're not a super nerd, and that's <laughs> exactly why. I love having you on is that perspective but you're also not like you love these you love this prop and this will be the last major point guys and we'll, we'll get you in you, you love the Star Wars property so genuinely but you're also not influenced by all the noise in the Twitter sphere in the Facebook sphere and just the general nerd community right and so your criticism or critiques of The Last Jedi were not based on the noise but just based on your impressions um, right and- I mean I'm a true uh, I'm a, I'm a I'm fan is short for fanatic. I am a bit fanatical about, you know, I, w- people make fun of me for like my, one of my, my goddaughter's uh, parents make fun of me when I go over their house and like, I, I'll just throw on a star Wars movie while we're chatting. Sure. And they're like, of course, even my goddaughter is like, mm-hmm. are you going to put on a star Wars movie? And she goes <laughs> back and forth with that stuff. She's off it now. I think she'll uh-huh. get back to it. But anyway, uh-huh. uh, you know, and that it's it's just part of what what I'm interested in. But I'm not one that you know reads mm-hmm. about like all these other things. So not that mm-hmm. there's anything wrong with it. It's just not mm-hmm. it's not what I consume. Yep. So I'm more I can I'm a I'm into the consumption of the franchise, and yep. I want it all. And yep. it, it, you want to give me a microphone to tell you what I think about it? Fine, sold, done. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Absolutely, as we do, Absolutely. as we're doing. Absolutely. The question I keep meaning to ask you is, I go back and forth about whether Reyna, who's super smart and super cool, loves me for sucking you into this or hates me for sucking you into this. <laughs> well, I'm, she thinks this is a, a healthier habit than good. sports gambling, which when she met me, That's I was true. bigger into sports gambling. Now I'm just yeah. fantasy and not so yeah. much sports well, gambling. And so. you also can unload some of it to me and not all on her, right? So it's like a 50-50 split. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay. She, she's at her mom's okay. hanging out and having dinner tonight and she doesn't have to watch uh, uh, Clone Wars with me today. Okay. So it works out well. Alright, so guys, we're about to get you in the countdown. Um, this is going to work like almost every other Bizzlecast commentary, um, except that since they are arcs of two, three, or four episodes, this works since four episodes, we're basically going to keep going. So we're going to get to the end of this one, and then we're going to count you down into season two, episode one, and we'll get to the end of that one. It's all going to make tons of sense. I'll explain the countdown in a second. Really quickly, Simi, though, I'm just going to list off the clone p- proposed Clone Wars arcs, and you can give a quick response to it if you want, and then we'll count down. So we're doing Cad Bane, the Bounty Hunters, the Holocron, and the Baby Jedis, um, which is what we're doing tonight. Um, the second proposed arc was one we talked about, and I think you and I both love, and, and is a big t- uh, uh, character turning point for Ahsoka and, and Anakin, sort of the beginning of Season 2, which is the Luminara, uh, Luminar and Barris arc, right? Right, so right, that, right. That, that's going to come next. And then right in the middle of season two is the first Duchess Satine in Obi-Wan saga, which, you know, I mean, if there's anything outside Ahsoka and the clones and Anakin that's awesome in this series, I think Satine, Obi-Wan, and Maul has to be it. And I'll lead into the, the, the fourth proposed arc, which is Ventress, Asaz Ventress and Maul's introduction in the middle of season three. But do you agree with that? The Satine, Obi-Wan, Maul stuff is all great. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I love the mall stuff. Yeah. The mall stuff is because yeah. the, the mall the mall stuff with his. Appra- yeah. I mean, it's it all yeah. is fun. it's so, all fun. So yeah, the fifth creepy. And mm-hmm. It's so, great. It's so great. right after Ventress and Mall, 
which is season three, episodes 12 to 14. The next three are the Mortis arc, which from a purely storytelling standpoint is kind of weird, but from a philosophical and metaphysical standpoint is so fascinating. And our discussions about Ahsoka the Immortal or whatever, we're going to have lots to talk about. I think that will be the next arc where we do an extended intro after this one, maybe, or at least uh, not outro. Then we have uh, season four, episodes eight to 10, which is Rex in the beginning of the bad clones, the clones starting Mm -hmm. to glitch, which is this very sci-fi thing we see in star trek we see an orphan black we see in blade runner is the glitching of clones when their uh, their wiring starts going wrong but we also get to meet rex who's such an important character with ahsoka and mm-hmm. then at the end of season four leading into season five and, and dude this is the thing from the end of season four to the end of season five i pretty much have every episode because i have the ventress and mall part two arc which is season four episode 20 through season five episode one right and right. We, we but that's not the end of them all and then we get saw and Onderon, which is actually an arc that i have some problems with from a writing standpoint but we love saw guerrera so much we have to do it and it's also the first time they really talk about terrorism and the rebellion which is something you and i have talked about constantly right with rogue one and so forth so we got to do saw and Onderon. then we have ahsoka and the younglings which starts from one of the most annoying uh episodes ever to one of the greatest arcs ever as ahsoka and the younglings are constantly saving each other hondos in those episodes i mean it's just awesome uh early season five then we have maul and mandalore mid-season five that's all i'm gonna say spoiler alert someone dies uh pretty brutally that we love and then that leads directly into ahsoka being framed leading out of season five um so does that sound like a plan yeah man it sounds perfect all those yeah so logistically we may we may even end up doing more guys so don't so we'll listen to you yeah so guys i appreciate the extended uh the intro which of course is longer but this is only because i want to immediately jump into the commentaries um for the 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 next few so thank you for uh, letting us talk about this i'm going to count you into it really quickly simmy though what what is a just to let the business listeners know because I do have people more and more hitting me up on Facebook asking me like when certain commentaries are dropping. What is a realistic like? Do you want to try and do one of these arcs a month or two a month in addition to our other podcasts? What are you thinking? I mean, I think if we're we should average uh, a podcast uh, every two to three weeks. So trying to do about two a month. You know what I mean? I think that's two to three a month would be like a good healthy. You know, once every ten well, days. I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying all podcasts. I'm saying of the Clone Wars commentaries. Oh. So if we do two or three a month, then like do just one of those be Clone Wars, and then I have about maybe ten. Let's arcs. see how it goes. Let's yeah. do this one, and then uh, I the good think- news is we have time because we don't know. Yeah, it seems like the Clone Wars series is definitely not going to launch until the Disney streaming service uh, launches. So we definitely have time. No, no need to rush it. And we, you know, we've got Star Wars Resistance coming out. We have more episode mm-hmm. nine news coming out i would like you to and come then, up yeah sorry i was gonna say and then you know we were talking about throwing in some other fun thing you know like yeah. uh, uh matrix uh, mm-hmm. uh you know well, well, not to tease you guys but there's lots of fun things we can get into and i think yeah you know the people may have spoken about another uh-huh. potter uh oh yeah you know, so well, yeah. We, we got a lot of work to do dude. well I, I will say simmy so it's thursday september 27th it'll probably be the 28th when this comes out or 29th um I'm almost at Twilight of the Apprentice. Um, 
at the end of season two. I would love for you to do see. I know we're doing Clone Wars stuff, but if you're willing to come on to just do, you know, 40 minutes of Twilight of the Apprentice with Ahsoka Mall and so forth on my Rebels commentaries, I'd be super stoked. So maybe sometime next week if you can finish. Yeah, it. yeah. I think either next week or the following week we, we could get. That like, I don't feel like I feel like I'd be in. cheating on you if if we didn't do that together. No, um, that would be a fun one. Yeah, that, that, those ones are great because so. that's that. Like, I like the two malls. I mm-hmm. mean, they're more. They're way better. One of the first things I said in uh, you asked me a question about who who was kind of I don't know if you said who was cheated or what 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 character were you disappointed with or or, or who did you want to see more of? And I said Maul. I mean, I just felt like he he was such a thing in the advertisements for the mm-hmm. movie, and like he he has such a scary disposition. And well, and remember. Uh, how we talked about how the siege of mandalore was basically canon even though they hadn't produced it yet and it was just sort of mentioned in ahsoka but do you remember in twilight of the apprentice when they get separated and ahsoka has to go with maul and kanan goes are you going to be okay and ahsoka very sarcastically is like yeah i can handle him well that makes a lot more sense now you know because she definitely handles him so you got to come on for twilight of the apprentice okay guys here's what we're doing again cad bane and the bounty hunters episodes uh, uh, final episode of season one, Clone Wars, episode 22, Hostage Crisis, and then Holocron Heist, Cargo of Doom, Children of the Force. We're going to keep counting us through it. Basically, if, if you haven't joined us before for commentaries, it's very simple. You just queue up to zero hours, zero minutes, zero seconds, put on some subtitles, maybe a little ambient sound. It's up to you. Uh, some people do no sound, some people have more sound. It just depends. Some people just listen to these as regular podcasts. And honestly, Simi, the amount of talking we get in during these podcasts, you really can listen to them as podcasts. I know a lot. I actually have listeners have told me that they do that listen to them on the go so whatever you guys want to do that but if you're trying to sync it up go to zero 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 i'm going to count from three to two to one i'm going to say the word go and then uh we're going to hit play simi's going to count to three just so you know that you're lined up and so that i'm lined up and then we're going right into the commentary and then as soon as the credits roll on the first episode we're going to count you into the next one and so forth and so forth and then maybe simi if we have time and energy and we want to we can do some closing comments but we had a nice long intro i know that makes sense to you hopefully this makes sense to the bizzlecast listeners um anything you want to add uh, in general sammy before we get this amazing project started smoke them if you got them let's uh <laughs> let's get this party started all right guys so uh we're really pumped about this so get yourself to zero 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 sammy i'm just going to check on my browser really quickly to make sure i am at zero 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 yofi uh yofi tofi as they say um and i'm good here so you're i'm gonna say go right you're gonna count to three and we'll be uh mm-hmm. we'll be nice and aligned so uh, only was a 28 minute uh, intro nothing wrong with that <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that we'll, we'll call that we'll call this episode zero of of the arc um so there you go so all right guys here we go cat bane in the holocron baby uh this is where the series really comes alive i can't wait simmy um and by the way dude i, I know this goes without saying but in this one in particular I, i'm going to defer to you um with with, with the with the on-screen commentary um and i'll I'll kind of follow your lead sound good yeah man let's do it all right here we go guys star wars the clone wars season one episode 22 hostage crisis get queued up come back when you're ready and here comes the countdown all right there we go three two one go one two three here we go baby let's do it so, a secret. Where do you think these cares. come from? I think these are all from Lucas, is my guess. I think Lucas comes up with this stuff. 
I like these little intros. Oh, here we the go. The voice is great. He does a lot of the other voices, too, I think. All right. So what's great about these is they give this isn't a recap this is all new information you know they do this with the clone lords which is brilliant most shows don't do this we've never met cad bane before i don't think right and then they launch us boom right into the story go ahead i like how it's a well-laid plan like he kind of thinks about everything and he uh initially when he gets into everything he he really case the place he's a professional criminal uh, and he knows what everyone else is going to do and knows what their next step will be. And uh, he pretty much has it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why he's he's a lot of fun. Also, he looks scary as fuck. I mean, Amazing look. The giant brimmed hat is an awesome touch. Um, can you place his accent? Oh, there's Arasing, baby! Uh, I feel like there's some Creo in it. Yeah, I think it's Creo. Um, yep. Um, so Arsing, introduced in Phantom Menace, became a huge part of the extended canon. We learned in Hunt Solo that she's ultimately killed by Woody Harrelson. Boom. Okay, Simi, we have to say it right off the bat. Quick. Right off the bat. They kill more people in, in a Clone Wars episode than almost any other Star Wars. Go ahead. And not that they killed them with, with, with just their armor and you know these lasers and they go down and it's kind of ambiguous whether they lived or they died. You just watch that dude snap mm-hmm. someone's neck. And like yeah. that that's what makes these, you know, a little bit more PG thirteen, I'd say. I do also like that um, the droids have like better levels of droids where they created these, you know, more inept, more uh, you know, able to do more, able to fight more and not and, inept. And challenge you the mean Jedi. adept. Adept. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh and uh, they, they really, as I said, they're literally just walking in the front door. Mm-hmm. It's a great plan. So those are not clones, by the way, in the blue armor. Those are, t- I believe, temple guards, which are different. Here we go. Right. Here we go. Here we go. This is the Anakin and Padme we wanted in the prequels. I'm just going to say it right now. It has nothing to do with Natalie Portman or Hayden Christensen. These moments together where he's not being weird and evil and she's focused on politics, right? It's great. Well, he's always a little weird and a little evil, but he's not that weird and that evil as he is in the other ones, or that bratty whininess that, like, I, I think everybody really disliked. Uh, you know, he's more coy and oh, uh, suave. He's jealous, and- though. Do you hear that that line there? Where she, he's like, is all your work more important than me? And she goes, not more important, but important, meaning you're not my everything, you know? It's very important, yeah. See, that's a word. He's kind of gaslighting here right now. You yeah, know, he is. Kind of low and you know what? This doesn't here, actually you know? happen a lot in the series going forward, which is another reason I wanted to do this looking back, is this exchange. It's so... She really... Even her I like more as the cartoon character. Not to, not to shit on our girl, but like uh, her personality and how she deals with him is a little... Yeah. I don't know. It's a little better, you know. Well, I is, guess again, it's you can still put yeah. it on him as the right. With the, this is and the, I don't want these things to be shitting on Hayden. Like that's not what this is about. But again, this is it's heavier than holes. I thought. Oh man, there's some major penis stuff going on here with that's the lightsaber. She said. Right. So did you do you think that he sees the f- near future here that she needs the lightsaber in order to escape, and that's why he's giving it to her? Because otherwise, this makes zero. This whole interaction is very reminiscent of something in the prequels. Whereas going forward, th- th- he's much more sensitive uh, to her than right here. It seems like maybe they're still trying to figure out that transition. But Simi, the thing that I think you were getting to was you know we always complain about how like we- they-, they tease the 
Clone Wars in the original trilogy and the prequels, and we never get it until now. But they also tease Padme being a great senator, but we don't get it a lot, but we get to see it in the Clone Wars, right? That's the other thing that gets filled in. Yeah, she's actually not, she's actually working, you know, like she, she's doing a lot. I mean, in the, in the, in the, um, in the, in the movies, she does get, get a lot of vocal, uh, scenes with her speaking out against the Senate. And, you know, I, I will not, I always love that part where she's like, I will not wait. Well, you form a committee and she has her like proper voice on and everything. Uh, this is such a cool scene though. Oh. So, Cause she's like, she knows like what's going on. It is. It has to be a little bit of the force why he left it with her, why he, he had the impulse to give it to her, because she ultimately needed it really badly, as we're going to see soon. Well, and when you see how freaked out Ahsoka is in a, a future episode where she loses her lightsabers, this is like so against the Jedi code on so many levels. What's going on here? He's like, oops. So there's Simi's man crush, Jimmy Smith, a.k.a. Bail Organa. Um, uh, Simi... So the voice of Anakin Skywalker, Matt Lanter, I'm always talking about my women. He is a hottie. Matt Lantern is a straight up hottie in real life. He's a TV actor, a film actor. He's great. He's super good looking and smiley and charismatic in real life. He would have been a great Anakin Skywalker. And it comes through in the character portrayal. That's why you buy the sensitivity of Anakin when they allow him to do it. Um, and God, he is just a cold blooded killer. But Matt Lanter, dude, was not was admittedly not a huge giant Star Wars fan. He's from a younger generation, um, and he was handpicked by George Lucas. And you know, the final part of his another more murder, and, and he went to Skywalker Ranch solo as part of the final part of his interview. And George Lucas and him just like hung out for a weekend. Like Lucas took the casting of this Anakin very seriously. This was not just like find a good voice to do it. Well, it was a second chance. It was a, it was a way to make him the way he wanted to. Because I think when he looks back, he can't be like, "Yes, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I wanted him to be." I wouldn't change a thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what artist doesn't, you know, really when they do a masterpiece, are they like, mm-hmm. you know, just really thinking that it, they did a masterpiece? Are they like, "Eh, maybe I do this or maybe I do that"? God, that is vicious. For, for the record, Hayden Christensen is even better looking now than he was as a kid, and is a total class act. If you see him in interviews or at like Star Wars celebration totally classy totally humble give Hayden big props for how he's handled himself and now he's getting some movie roles again all these years later because he's not a bad actor and he's great looking but Matt Lanter is just more sympathetic you can hear it in his voice okay Simi we got to talk about the facial designs of characters that we know like this is so not what Palpatine looks like and, and the hook to nose is almost too far but what do you what do you think about the, the design and portrayal of Palpatine in the Clone Wars uh, I do like his cheekbones and how it's kind of like uh, his thin face and has that evilness to it. Um, and his eyes are starting to look darker and darker below. Um, you know, they do make him look a little bit more villainous in the in the sh- TV show than they did in the in the movies. Because in the movies, he was like supposed to be more of a uh, you know undercover villain. You weren't necessarily supposed to know it was him. Uh, up until a certain point, up until mm-hmm. when he starts talking to it with Anakin, at some level, it should be a surprise if you don't know the story. By like the if way, you're just watching yeah. the movie. The voice of Bail Organa, not Jimmy Smith's, in this cartoon series is right. Phil Lamar, who's a very established actor, voice actor. You know his his most like famous role is is Marvin in Pulp Fiction. The one who gets his face shot off. You'd recognize him as soon as you saw him. He's a, he's a good looking black dude. Yeah. 
Yeah, he gets his face yeah. blown off. Mm-hmm. He's the one who's like, they're, when they're talking about God, and he's like, mm-hmm. uh, he's the one who's at the mm-hmm. place where they pick up the briefcase. So and then they shoot him in the face. Here's yeah, what I sure. don't like about Palpatine in the Clone Wars, his physical design is... What's great in the prequels is you know the entire time that he's Darth Sidious slash, you know, the evil Palpatine, but because Ian McDermott is such a brilliant actor and can exude, like, grandfatherly warmth, you know, he sucks you into Mm -hmm. it the way he sucks Anakin. I think they should have stuck with that here and making Grandpa Palpatine, as I call him, but they just make him a straight-up bad guy. I guess they figure in 2008 when this is airing, people already of all generations are well aware about who he actually is. He's so funny. Ain't too young and pretty to be a senator. He's so scary. By the so, way, if you want to hear really quickly about how brilliant these voice actors are, the guy who does Ked Payne is also the voice actor for Zero the Hut, which we're about to meet in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a lot of these guys did a lot of different yes. characters yep. and gave them a lot of fun. Uh, Jim Cummings, who did Hondo, does a million voices. D. Bradley Baker, who does the clones, does a million voices. Yeah, so these are these different droids are like intense, but like I, is that IG eighty eight? That IG eighty eight? Yeah. It's why it's, doesn't he just like force throw them? Mm-hmm. I always wonder sometimes. I mean, I guess, I guess it's like, I that's that's one of my questions. I always wonder, like, do you need like Soka a certain amount of time. strength to like force throw? People? It's an X Men thing, I think. The force powers, it's like you have to be angrier in a corner. You know what I mean? Like, we'll see it well, with Ahsoka a lot. corner right now. Because Ahsoka, but again, it's also practical. Anakin is physically super strong. So he doesn't have to rely on it. Ahsoka needs the force push to go up against people. But right now he doesn't have his lightsaber, so he kind of sh- yes. shouldn't he just like which is a great just, like, narrative device by the way. I think the main reason they gave away the lightsaber was they wanted to show Anakin be a badass and stealthy without the lightsaber. And and for that reason right. alone, I'm cool with it even though on all other levels it makes zero sense. Some MacGyver shit. But, but is like, it possible? Dude, you Here's the thing. Let me ask you this, Simmy. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Him being weird around Padme in this episode, but being much nicer as this goes forward for the most part, is this the transition from episode two, creepy Anakin, to actually liking Anakin f- until mid-episode three? You know, like they needed some transitionary episodes and uh, interactions where he stopped being the creepy guy who murdered all the sand people, and you actually liked him for a while. And then we also like him at the beginning of episode three, right? When him and Obi-Wan are being mischievous right. together. Right, right, and and this is you, you were supposed to like him. That's the thing, uh, and this this gives you more ammunition to like him. Mm-hmm. So, it won't surprise you that all of the lead voice actors are all very attractive people in real life. Uh, Ashley Eckstein's adorable, as we all know. Matt Lanter is a, a specimen, also Jewish, by the way. So now we have Jewish Anakin and Jewish Padme. Um, Cat. Catherine Tabor, Kat Tabor, who plays Padme, who's great. People are a big fan of. She's awesome. Really channels uh, Natalie's cooler sides. Um, is is very pretty herself. She's also very open about like she was. She would like openly hit on young hottie Matt Lanter like in the studio and stuff. So it actually built great on the sexual chemistry because they were all open about him being the young hottie in the studio. Even Ashley Eckstein, you know what I mean. And right, so they right. were sort of able to channel that. Although it's different with Ahsoka because it never gets weird as we've talked about with Ahsoka, who we have not seen by the way. Well, not seen in this episode. I don't think she's in this episode. No, she's in the next later. one though. Uh, sure, she's in the she's in the next one. It, wait, wait. 
Maybe she's in it later. No, she's not. I'm looking at Chris. No, she's not. She's All right, not let's focus on the let's okay. focus on this episode because we've been doing a lot of setup here. So here's battling, not using force powers. Is that guy a, Hondo's cousin or something? Or maybe one of Hondo's species. Species. So there is species. no doubt species. that the filming of Clone Wars, whichever animation style you like better, Rebels or Clone Wars, Clone Wars is way, way, way more cinematic and much higher budget. It's so obvious, you know? I mean, the way they spin the camera around, all the three, how three-dimensional it is, the, the camera angles. I mean, Rebels has its moments, and I prefer Rebels, as you know. We'll get to some reasons why. I just think it's more rewatchable and less exhausting. But just this whole extended scene to me, I mean, this is filmed like a high-budget action film, right? You don't normally see this with cartoons. Yeah, and, and, it, and it's, they do a good job with the voice. Like, to go back to the voicing, like, they really bring out the best of, of the characters. Like we were talking about with Cad Bane's, you know, even his, his accent, it really builds his character and like, he's scary as fuck looking and he just killed a bunch of people. So, mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden you're like, well, this is something they have to deal with. Um, but yeah, th- some oopsie. of these, this, this is one of <laughs> those like oopsie. side episodes that actually yeah. turns out to be so good. I don't think you this have all of this like murder, you have all this adult content in murder, but then you have a Donald Duck looking alien going oopsie. So there you go. That's Star Wars for you. <laughs> right. Why do you have a lightsaber? It's a long fucking story. So I'm banging this Jedi. And I do love the continuity though is there about Padme never being comfortable about their relationship. You know, that's, that's a great continuity. I can't believe she really has his lightsaber. Like what is, wow. I, I mean, think that's my theory. I think the only explanation is that like, you know, how Anakin has made some of his best decisions without realizing it. I think it was, he thought it was romantic, but subconsciously the force was telling him to do it. Right. So he could come. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And again, Simi, we have to talk about how much goes on in Coruscant and how the force, the evil, negative, dark side virgins in Coruscant is working everybody here. Yeah, I mean, the fact that this is that the the emperor uh, is is really doing oh. this in front of the Jedi's. Uh, oh wow! In front of the Jedi's eyes is just incredible. Like right under Yoda's nose, you know. Wow! There's, there's Donald Duck. <laughs> or howard the duck or howard the or sing such he's a badass and he's a fish so let's, let's be honest so this was george lucas funding out of his pocket this is lucasfilm no disney and it was on the cartoon network and you say cartoon network well guess what guys after eight o'clock cartoon network gets really adult so this actually worked great on cartoon network and they could murder people and have it be adult content but this is why disney uh, shut down the clone wars w- when they bought it because they didn't know what to do with it they couldn't put this on the disney network simmy but they couldn't keep giving it to cartoon network either so they put it on netflix which was a great middle ground what uh you know we always say eight-year-old dude but what what age is this supposed to be okay so uh, something i want to talk about not now is the reason the ratings went down in season five of of clone wars even though it's the best season is because they've done the math and the generations for these sort of cartoons is four years which is why rebels is four years and everything going forward is going to be four years is so the kids that start it four years later they're too old or they were too young in the beginning or blah 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 so i think this is meant for eight to twelve year olds or seven to eleven year olds I, I believe it can't be eight that's a little young for this but it's eight? responsibly done i'm always talking about you have to show the consequences of violence like in our gun culture harry I, potter is supposed to be for eight 
like the first Harry Potter you're supposed to start reading when you're eight. I guess and Prisoner of Azkaban scares the shit like, out of me, and that's just year but three. That's, one and two are different than three. The okay. idea is when you're right. you're nine or yeah. ten, you're doing three. You okay. know, and then well, but put it the other uh, way. Do you think if you're darker, fourteen, right. you're still watching the Clone Wars? Probably not. Okay, I, I do not like this character. This is one of the many voiced characters I do not I like. The fact that. I keep thinking it's a woman, even though it's a man. The accent's too over the top. Now, when Zero is just a side character, here, it's totally fine. I tried to watch this, or I watched the season three episodes where we see Cad Bane and Zero again, man. They're almost unwatchable with all the Hut stuff. It's brutal. You could have done, they could have done a different villain and it would have been fine. I do Uh, love the body paint, though. It's a very appealing body paint. But the huts being mobile is just a weird thing. You just don't imagine that they're mobile. Well, that's but that's part of Zero's character is that he, he's kind of a runt. But who cares? He's an ugly little slug. I mean, yeah, right. it could have been a better right. I mean, when you next to Cad Bane, it almost makes it like more yeah. cartoonish and more childish. Versus, like, you have this great character that you could just be milking off. But it works here because Cad Bane, it's just a means to an end. Cad Bane would kill and tries to kill Zero later on down the line. Doesn't give two shits about the Hut. It's just a means to an end. Right. Right. And the fact that the Huts are allies on the surface of the uh, Republic at this point is very interesting. And Obi-Wan tries to maintain it as long as possible. But let's go back here. That's some great that picture great. shots. Great. Look at this throne room. We, I mean, and except for a few of like like the you know Twilight of the Apprentice, some of the big Ahsoka episodes, Jedi Temple stuff, and Rebels, we don't normally see rooms like this. Look how detailed those walls are. This looks like a video game in Super HD. I was just going to say that. It actually might be. And it I think like that's that the thing that ultimately why game. I like Rebels animation better, even though this is higher budget and more cinematic, is this does end up looking like a video game to me in some of it. But man, this ship stuff with the Coruscant skyline. Oh yeah, baby. Here come the clones. All clear. Who I never thought I'd be interested in and the clones after Ahsoka for me are the most interesting part of the series. We'll get back to that. I love that fucking uh, trailer with them all saying their names. Oh, it looks like another shiny. You know, they're going through mm-hmm. that whole like, oh, it's so cool. Fucking Cody. Judas. This, this makes you fives. This makes you uh, really like the clones. I mean, like, oh no, this series you love people. the clones and, and the loyalty you know? they have to Ahsoka and Anakin. How much Anakin and Ahsoka hate when they die? Everyone else so is treating cute. them like cannon fodder, but Anakin and Ahsoka love them. Yeah, everybody else looks at them like droids. Yeah. And then you go back to Rebels and see the scene where Rex and Ahsoka are united, and she just hugs them, and they are making fun of each other. It's just so sweet. I, you know, it's so weird that like there's this back and forth with who's the bad guy. Like that's the other thing that's kind of fun about clone wars. It really gets you to understand what was going on. And that's the thing on the surface, all of this conflict is pointless because it's all a giant charade leading to episode three and order 66. So you have to love it for the storytelling and the characters. And for the most part, they nail it. And that's why we're doing this. But even so, like the idea of this, the, the, the charade is super fucking entertaining, I guess yes. is what I'm saying. Even though yes. it's such a charade, yeah. like there's just so much to it that's, right. um, you know, and again, like it, it, because it's right in front of like Yoda's fucking nose and like he, him and the emperor have all these scenes together. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just fucking crazy. I, I don't love some of the writing for Yoda in this series, but we'll get to that. 
clouded the visions are. It's too Yoda. It's too many Yoda isms, and it's not Frank Oz. You can tell. And so, no one's like, why does so he have Simi, a fucking lightsaber? So ultimately, <laughs> Palpatine's voice is taken over by Sam Witwer, who does Darth Maul's voice. That's why uh, Palpatine gets way better as the series goes along, because they get Witwer to do it. And Witwer does it in all the cartoons and all the video games, even in Rebels. That's great. I think they do a great... I mean, other than some of these not choice characters like Zero. Um, do you know who this character is like? Do you, do you remember Fraggle Rock? No, uh, yeah, down in front. The trash Rock. heap. She talks like the trash heap. The trash heap has spoken. All right, here we go. Boom. For some reason, it reminds me of Miss Piggy. This is a uh, don't don't sully Miss Piggy like that. Um, That's your girl. I love all the Muppets. Another daring rescue. I do my best on her. So this was a really nice season finale, but. Cad Bane smiling. He's got the two tubes type thing going. You think it's a breathing apparatus? What do you think that is? You think I think he's. I think he's some sort of like a sea thing, and like being above ground, he needs uh, oxygen. Like, I think like he's a, like a little bit of like a uh-huh. a, 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 a calmari or something. All right, not a, he's not a calmari, but like. All right, guys. So uh, we're gonna go ahead and queue up season two episode one so this is the end of season one and i think this is also where the content was starting to build up uh so it was a great great season finale and uh this this uh this three episodes is also um a really good uh intro and 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 building on this series i think i think as it it's one of those series that really gets better and gets yeah. legs as it goes on and so on let's and let's, let's just let's build. count the people in and we can keep talking the big picture stuff semi because i want to talk about the introduction of the holocron we had never really seen a holocron in canon before um and this you know that seemed like just a great heist episode with anakin you know being anakin but there's so much more going on as we're going to learn about younglings and i want to talk about semi you know you've been reading some of the darth vader comics like this is an ongoing thing in rebels and clone wars and the comics about the emperor and vader both before and after order 66 trying to locate force sensitive kids to either kill them or bring them on their side and that's part of what's going on but let's get right into it so holocron heist guys season two episode one cue yourself up we're going to keep recording and so just pause if you need to and come back simmy uh you you get queued up and you let me know when you're ready to go I'm ready to go ready to go boss and, and you'll do your uh you'll do your count to three yeah all right, so, Simi, uh, going forward, ha- I-, ha- you- I want you to read the quote at the beginning, um, if that's cool, Let they- mm. that I've- I'm assuming is George Lucas, because they don't attribute it to anybody. They're-, they're like sort of Buddhist quotes. So you can read that quote, and then we have to quickly process the what happened before, because as we talked about, sometimes they give us information of episodes we haven't even seen. Now, here it's a direct lead-in, right? But like... Do you know what I'm talking about? The yeah, like, yeah. Sometimes the previously on Clone Wars, much, we don't have to do like much here. Right, right, right. So I wasn't prepared for that in the other one. So we'll, we'll do that in the future. This one leads right in. And we finally get Ahsoka and Obi-Wan. So this is going to be great. So guys, uh, come back when you're ready. I'm going to count down. And uh, when I say go, you hit play. Simi will count to three to make sure you're lined up. And we'll do this. You ready, buddy? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Three, two, one, go. One two three orchestra fanfare star wars theme a lesson learned a lesson earned that sounds like a ben franklin quote doesn't it <laughs> penny saving penny yeah, yeah 
All right, Fallujah, not a coincidence. <laughs> they do a gr- oh my god, those gunships are so fucking good. incredible. Uh-huh. I mean, I play this stupid video game on my phone. Uh, and it, it gives me a good idea of all the different. Oh yeah, Plone. I forgot he's in this too. Plo he's Coon, in a I lot mean. of this too. He's a great character. Is Plocoon in two tubes from the same species? No, I don't think so. Okay. You call them two tubes, like two chains. All right, so go, man, <laughs> go, go. Give me some commentary. Hey, man. Uh, first of all, those planes. Let's talk about those planes. They're incredible, and these battle scenes. They were so good that they overdid them a little bit in the fir- in the movie, especially. Uh, they really were leaning on a lot of these uh, these these types of scenes. Um, but the other thing is that that's really cool about Clone Wars is the the worlds. You get to see a lot of worlds. I mean, they just and it looks better in cartoon form land. than CGI form, right? It just works right. better here. Yeah, he can really George can actually do everything that he wants to do, yep. and it's almost uh, it's, it's almost where it should be. You know almost where it should be but yeah he, they're about to land in candy look land this. look at this it's an incredible battle scene even, wow. even the like kind of goofy looking droid chips that look better in the cartoon for, uh, all right so guys has to be said jet james arnold taylor uh, aka jet who does obi-wan's voice as about as good of a mix of uh ewan and um uh, Sir Alec Guinness, as you could possibly do, it, it's bordering uh, on Canadian, it's bordering on mimicry, but it, it it really grows on you. For a while, I thought it was too close in a way to me, but over time, I love hearing it. I never wanted to stop. I was so impressed that it's actually a voice that he does that that that's not his voice. He sounds nothing like this in real life. No, he, he sounds like he a can go in and out of it, and he talked about how his wife actually thinks it's hot, and he like uses it at home sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All I have is a Wookiee right. uh, so Katano, baby. Woo! Like, Give it to me, we, Oh, get look at her! Girl. Look at her! Oh! Look how great her face looks. It's Simi. I don't know what it is. The animation with her is just better. And I love her character, like how she's so like daring, like. She's so much like Anakin in the fact that she won't. You'll see this time and time again. Like they, when when everyone's like, we need to retreat, they're always like, no, 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 no. We we can, we can, we can. Yeah, she's then, already you know, saying. Skywalker said never to retreat. He's going. No, he's right here. We're saying retreat. <laughs> 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 that's a reoccurring theme. Uh, there's stubbornness she winning? in there. Oh, that's great. Look at her. That's Is great. She Where's Ahsoka? Following your teachings. Is she winning for now? And there's a great line <laughs> coming up at the end of this arc, Simi, where the the admiral says something to Anakin about, "Is this your definition of win, like of winning or something?" And Anakin's like, "Yep." <laughs> right. I, 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 how Obi Wan's like, "I wonder where she gets it from." <laughs> it's amazing voice work by Ashley Eckstein. It does. I mean, and great cartoon, oh. great facial expressions. God. So I, I thought her little tube top was a little exploitative initially, but it makes sense with her being a warrior. I mean, it's like Wonder Woman, right? Like, you you can't have too much clothing on. It's not practical. Yes and no. Uh, that is something that I always kind of question. Because, like, if you look at how much armor that they're wearing, like, she's not wearing any armor. Yeah, but that's not her like, style. It was a l- 
they're, they're wearing armor style, so they can take like, hits. She's she is dressed so that she takes zero hits. That's the whole point. Oh, that's a good point. That, that's like, like what I was talking about with the force pushes. She like, needs to be fast. Well, and that's why she, she holds the lightsaber fast. backwards defensively. Like she never can go one on one with a lightsaber. She's not big enough or strong enough. She's like a, more like a samurai. All right, talk about right. this, Timmy. Talk about this. Or a ninja. Talk about this. The council dressing him down. That's not Samuel Jackson, oh! but he does a good Samuel. Oh, is this the library? Yes, yes, I love this. Uh, the, are they in the library? No, thing? she's about to get assigned to the archive duty, but then she like saves the day in the archives. Yeah. Uh, uh. So Samuel, there's heard- a bunch of cool uh, yeah. library episodes. The other episode, yes. uh, where uh, with the, I was a Padawan not that long ago. Jocasta knew who's in the movies. Is she a Jedi? Yeah, I think she's just like an old retired Jedi. But then why doesn't she call her master Jedi? Oh, because she's not a master Jedi. Maybe not. She's like Maybe. A library. You know what? It might be safer to not have a Jedi in this position, as we say. She also makes an appearance in the um, in uh, two when uh, he's looking when Obi Wan's looking for the planet. Does Anakin murder clones? her in three? Uh, that's unclear. I, uh-huh. He probably does. Wait, yeah, she has a lightsaber, right? Did you see Looks under her, like. her right, her right uh, <laughs> arm? That's interesting. You see it? It's uh-huh. right there. Yep. I guess she is a Jedi, or Although, she stole. When you read Jedi the comics, lightsaber. there are lots of powerful beings that use lightsabers that aren't Jedi, so it could go either way. But, but no, like, but she says they'd let her have uh, one yeah. there. Look at Ahsoka. She's smiling. She's taking it all in, even though she's annoyed at being here. I mean, she's always taking it all in. She She's like, yeah, maybe I could use a brick. <laughs> all right. So, Simi, I, in the future, I'm going to try and shut up during the Ahsoka scenes a little bit so you can talk about it because I, I, it's just so great and there's so much to say. Look at this. He's such a great bad guy. Cad Bane, one of the best bad guys to come out of Star Wars. Wow. And don't you feel like Cad Bane could be done practically? Like they could have used him in the solo movie or something? I don't know. See, that's an alien I think that can do because he still has very humanoid features, you know, versus as I've always said, as I'm scared, like when they actually do a live, like a real movie with Ahsoka, like how are they going to do her uh, Laker, you know, so... The same way they've done all the Twi'leks in all the movies so far, practically, and they look great. But again, they weren't they weren't main characters. You weren't looking at them the whole time. You, they're flashes of them. They do a good... Same thing with those bounty hunters that don't move in Jedi. Did or you in, see uh, Black Panther and Avengers Infinity War? You know what they can do these days? Come on. Who are you referring to specifically? Doesn't matter. Here we alien. go. Here's Yoda. <laughs> I actually like the physical... Just, I like him in this. Yeah, he's great. I it took me a minute to get used to uh, the changeover f- from Clone uh, <laughs> Wars to Rebels. What was your? Do you know? I'm sorry. Do you know who this droid is? It sounds exactly like him. If you know who it is, oh, I did. I was, listen, I was listening listen. to you. Listen to the droid. Do you know who that is? Who is it? Seth Green, Jewish kid from Philadelphia. Seth Green. Really? Oh, I know who he is. I mean, I'm just trying to like hear it. Austin Powers oh, does tons yeah, of voices yeah, on yeah, Family yeah, Guy. Yeah. He's, he's the dad. He's the son in Austin Powers. He also is in like um, 
He's in a bunch of fun stuff. He's also yeah, one no, of George good. Lucas's good friends, and he had done an entire animated series with Lucas, but Disney bought it and canned the whole series. Good for him. He probably made a bunch of money. Have you heard of Robot Chicken? Yeah, he's in that, too. No, that's he's his. Also that's in- his. He is Robot Chicken. That's his series. Oh. He's been doing it for 10 fucking years on the Cartoon Network. That's his series. He also did, um, what was that? Not, uh... Not ten things I hate about you, but he was in that other. Yeah, like, uh, can't hardly movie. wait. Uh huh. Can't hardly wait. That was best part of that movie. In that. Yeah, terrible movie, but he's great in it like, with the with the emo girl. Yep. Yeah. They're locked his, in the uh, bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That line was, and he has that whole bag full of candles and shit. Oh man, that shit was fucking hilarious. It's so. He fun. is like, yeah. like those little cracks in his face. Yeah, he looks like he's some sort of like. I don't know desert. Thing. Now, I'm, now I'm thinking he doesn't like water but yeah he needs it looks like he needs oxygen or something so the guy who does Yoda is a very famous actor and voice actor named Tom Kane he's the guy that does the previously on Clone Wars at the beginning of each episode as well actually uh, what's his name does a good job of that uh, the guy who does um, Obi-Wan he, he, does, he does a good job of it Mm-hmm. as well he it also does like he did he does admiral akbar in episode seven and eight. Oh, really mm-hmm. oh that would make sense until they murdered him with with tally and everybody else can i run something by you real quick simmy yeah uh, among the many mistakes in last jedi i can't help but think they introduced two extremely charismatic beautiful women at the very beginning of last jedi and Paige tico and tally and killing them both immediately was maybe a big mistake it's no insult to kelly marie tran but they had two other great young female actresses and they just murdered them yeah i mean we don't really think of women that well but i'm saying people like Paige tico <laughs> with two minutes on screen who's rose's sister more than they like rose that's a major writing problem uh that's an incredible scene though in the movie so i mean like in terms of like heroicness yeah. it's like a second of heroicness to save the world i know you they know? shouldn't have like, killed tally though that was stupid so okay simi i got so here comes a discussion that we've talked about before and you never had this problem so i'm asking you to go into the minds of other people which is go ahead you know people had problems with Ahsoka, and almost nobody has a problem with Ahsoka. In fact, she's loved by almost everybody, man and woman, old and young now. So when you see Ahsoka here at the beginning of season two, I already think they're nailing the writing for her character. I can't even figure out where the dislike would come from other than the Sky guy and giving Anakin a hard time. But she still calls him master, and he puts her in her place, and they learn from each other. Like, I don't... You have to be such a chauvinist to not appreciate this character in their relationship. Or am I crazy? Yeah, either such a chauvinist or think that's like she's too cute, you know, and like the, that like like that shouldn't be how a mm-hmm. Jedi is. Yep. Like that she's too prissy, she's too cute, she's too snippy. But like to me, those are all those Look things that like make her amazing. Uh-huh. You know, like that she is she is snips. You look at those lekus in the in the in the uh, in the beads in her hair, dude. The reason I think the tube top actually isn't isn't offensive. <clears throat> this is going to sound weird because she's so young and she has a barely developed body. It's actually less offensive because that's how girls that age dress. It would be more offensive if she was like seventeen and they were over sexualizing her. Um, no, that's that's a good point. My uh, my wife's uh, really good friend's uh, daughter is. Uh, 
14, gorgeous 14 year old Israeli girl, and like that's how Israelis dress. dress. Like, yeah. they dress like Ahsoka. Yeah. You know, like, and like, when you're 14, with, you're like, like oh, that's heels. cute. They're trying to be like grown ups. But if you dress like that when you're 18, you're like, okay, you're trying to get something. Or not trying to get something like, like easy. You know, the, you know, easy does it. You By know the what way, I mean? Did like, you, sorry, I'm changing the, changing the, do you notice how they get the Obi-Wan arms crossing and stroking the beard, like straight from the movies? I mean, it really looks and acts, by the way, I love the way they do hair and beards in this. I, I know it's like, so obviously stylized almost, uh, uh, almost like, um, uh, a video game, but look at Yoda's head right and his hair right and then no look color. at the hair I, I love the beards look at obi-wan's beard that's so cool it looks like i can cut t- uh, hard steel right i mean it's great i really think there's something mesmerizing about the art and there's something about it that really yeah you know you stare at the it art is never the problem like, you 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 take away that it's a cartoon and and if you're able to kind of do that mm-hmm then you really get to enjoy this at such another level that like yep. that makes it more real. I mean, isn't that what they're striving for? Isn't that what Look at this. Look at this shooting. Look at this. Uh, this is amazing. Do you know how expensive that is to animate for a TV show going down that shaft there with the camera? I mean, this is unbelievable. Hours, hours and hours of work. Oh, this weeks. Is, look at this. So that kind of shot with multiple spinning fans in movies costs like a million dollars per 10 seconds. I've, I've researched this before. Because there's a scene in Serenity, the Serenity Firefly movie where they could only do this for like 10 seconds three times because it costs millions of dollars. <laughs> kind of thing Shout you out to our, uh, our mutual friend, Teddy Gage. He does yes. stuff like this. Uh, it's pretty cool. I'll come into his office. Dude, my best friend's freshman year. My office. My best friend's and Wesleyan freshman year band was called Seven Minutes with Teddy, uh, uh, named after Teddy Gage. That's hilarious. Yeah. I was at his wedding and I, I had dinner with him on Monday. Uh, with him and we, we went to this French oh, place. Oh no, he house. kills Costa. Does he? Does he murder her right here? No, because she's in. No, no, no. He knocks her out. Yeah, uh, and then hides the body, and then becomes her. I love how Ahsoka's so naive. She doesn't even think to use force powers, but then she starts figuring this out because she overhears it. Right. She's not an idiot. She figures shit I out. I mean, Cad Bane carries this entire arc. And that's the highest praise. And so I don't understand why you only bring him back once for a two-episode thing with, with uh, fucking the Huts, where he should be in it more and that, them less. If anything, man, I always talk about with Star Wars having an embarrassment of riches, and they don't always know what to do with their actors and characters. I'd be more interested in a Cad Bane movie than I would be in a Django Fett or a Boba Fett. Like, you, you know, you, we talked yeah. about how they're making fat or whatever, yeah. like... But do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I'd be more interested if in you, Cad Bane than fat. <laughs> my theory of filmmaking, which you being a Tarantino guy can appreciate this more with less, which is... Yeah, if yeah, you look yeah, at, totally. if, if you look at Finn and Rose in The Last Jedi, you, if you tightened up their writing and gave them half the screen time, but you could make their stuff ten times better with half the screen time, you know? Like, it felt yeah. like there was a quota on Finn and Rose... And they can handle it because they're great actors. But if they if they cut it down, it would have just been way more affecting. I think. I I totally agree. Um, and that's why, by the way, as this series goes along, Sammy, we should tease this now. More and more Ahsoka. I mean, there are entire episodes of just Ahsoka going forward. And there's a lot of Padme episodes, too. And by the way, Bizcast listeners, the one thing I didn't mention in the 30-minute intro, Simi, which we should say now, is there are some, some Ahsoka and Padme single episodes that we're going to do as well, not just these major arcs. 
Oh, the the ones uh, right before this. There's a great one with the blue cough. And the um, one where Padme but, has the old friend in the Senate, and then he betrays her. And no, no, no. oh, is that the one? No, no I'm, I'm talking about a different say, one. I'm talking about a different one. Oh, yeah. I was going to talk. There's this Look one at this. where they both get stuck. Uh, mm-hmm. Where where uh, Anakin has to save both of them from they get uh, a disease. It's actually right before this one, or it's like five episodes before this one. They get a um, there's a, a gas that they get stuck in this compound with it, and then and. and Anakin and uh, Obi-Wan have to uh, find a a route for the cure and they're trying to make sure that the disease doesn't spread but they're infected so Padme Hmm. and and Ahsoka almost die in this episode it's a pretty cool episode this is great she figures it out and she doesn't give a fuck Oh man, I I like her better with two lightsabers. Did I lose you? No, I'm here. Go ahead. I'm, I'm listening. Oh, sorry. I'm trying to I, shut up for a bit. Just a, no, it was just so quiet for a second. I was going to say I I like her better with two lightsabers, and I like more. She gets there. Um, she gets there. They give her better I, I costume mean, and two part lightsabers. Part of her, you're right. Exactly. Better costuming. I I do kind of wish she had a little bit more clothes. A little more, not a lot more, just a little more. Um. I, it does. It, you, I think we're both right about the po- the concept of like she's a teenager and that's what teenagers wear and like, mm-hmm. you know, she's still like that. Mm-hmm. So that is actually isn't that the same bounty hunter that takes a shot at Padme in the other? Um, yep. Right. Yeah, I just watched uh, those episodes. That's that they, the, that's the that, that's the one that Bobo Fat or that Django Fat kills. Wait, are we talking about Oris? Bobo Fat or Django Cat? He shoots the dart at her while they're interrogating her, don't they? We'll get back to it. Here's Ahsoka taking care of business. Uh, hey, by the way, is it possible Yoda assigned her to library duty because he sensed like a dark side divergence over the archives? Oh, yeah. Or, or that that informed his decision? It's the will of the force. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bane is really cunning. You know, like he's a real cunning adversary for mm-hmm. these guys. He's not a fucking Jedi or anything like it. He's a goddamn bounty hunter. And like, that's the thing about Jango Fett and Bobo Fett. Like, they're not like that great. Like, but this is not, why like, characters like he and Arsene can succeed during this time because the Jedi are beholden, for better or worse, to the Republic. And these guys are much smarter than the Republic. So they can, they can get away with this stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and they're like he he really gets them i mean in the end it's you know they always get the better can, can i make a rogue one connection really quickly yeah i just want to point out that at exactly this moment uh galen urso is being held against his will on a separatist planet in the outer rim and uh krennic who's an old buddy of his from the university days is about to uh save him so that galen owes him favors going forward jin's being born like right around this time period Dude, that's a great reference point. That's that's sometimes I have to sit there and be like, wait, so I mean Rogue this... One ties it all together, especially when you read Catalyst and Rebel Rising, right? I mean Rogue One is the it thing does. that ties everything together. Saw the whole thing. Hey guys! It's a <laughs> Seth Curry. He doesn't even try and hide his voice. 
So yeah, so Seth Green with Lucas's blessing created a dark comedy series, kind of mocking Star Wars. I'm not making this up. And Star Wars put it on on ice. I mean, Disney put it on ice for obvious reasons. God, it, it. oh, Kit seen this too. That I mean, that's the other thing. Like they were, they had brief cameos in uh, yeah. in the in the movies, but you know, they really can have much more effect. And like you can kind of you know, have your own favorite Jedi. Like you don't, not everyone has to dress up like Anakin, you know what I mean? For Halloween. Like, I wonder how many more Ahsokas there are these days like um, for Halloween. And quick stuff. piece of trivia, Simi. I guessed this mentally before I looked it up. So you just have to believe me that that's the case. And I nailed it. Uh, roughly how much per episode do you think the Clone Wars costs? Oh, I don't, I don't, I, I, I couldn't, I, I don't even know a rough. Well, I just, a in point. your head, just tell me. You don't have to worry about being wrong. I'm just curious. In uh, how your much head, each episode costs to make? Consider it a 30 minute episode worth of stuff because they cut stuff. Yeah. I don't know. $50,000? $100,000? million. A million dollars? I told you. Really? I told you Lucas spent of so work? much. Yeah. So Lucas spent a hundred. So Lucas spent a hundred million dollars. Yes, Lucas spent a hundred million dollars on the Clone Wars or more. Jesus Christ! He, he said for a twenty-two episode season, I put aside twenty-two million dollars. I'm looking at it right here. I said in my first podcast, his own money or well, he was running Lucasfilm. I mean, this is his. Everything is his money at this point. Two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I just think there's this whole world out there that doesn't know this exists and like doesn't know the Star Wars wave is coming. Like right, they but, like Star Wars, yeah, but like they just episode. can't even see it coming. Great, okay, Cargo of Doom. This yeah, is getting but great really quickly, Simi, th- this is I brought this up in our first podcast about how you can inc- accuse George Lucas of so much shit, but the one thing you can't is being cheap on his own property. And he lost, no. it, you know, and I, I guess what I'm saying is this isn't a Steve Jobs situation where he's running Apple, but there's a million stakeholders and shareholders. He was Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. So if you spend $20 million on a Clone Wars season and another 10 or 20 on merchandising, marketing and so forth, and you lose 20 million, that's coming out of his pocket because guess who doesn't fire people? Lucasfilm. And but by Disney the way, bought this, so Dave it was Filoni, not a loss by any means, right? Well, I mean, and can we just give Disney credit for not not only not firing Dave Filoni and everyone involved in these series, but like promoting them and giving them even more power and control? Essentially, I mean, what uh, with, with Filoni and them and and uh, Clone Wars, what what did Star Wars buy Clone Wars from Lucas? Would they pay for it? No, they bought they bought all of Lucasfilm for four billion dollars, which they've already made back many times over. Oh, it was all it was included yes. in that, but there wasn't like break off of like what that franchise was worth. No, it was one package. But what four I'm, billion yeah. dollars. But what I'm saying is, most company buys the property. Most evil corporations would buy Star Wars and the names and the existing properties, and then fire everybody and start from scratch using the name. Disney kept everybody: Pablo Hidalgo, Matt Martin, Dave Filoni, Tony Gilroy, all the writers and directors on Rebels and Clone Wars. It gave them even more work, and now they're running a whole animated division. I just want to give Disney credit. I know people were pissed that they canceled Clone Wars, but there was a grand plan, guys, and we're getting the final part of the grand plan for clone wars with the siege of mandalore 
And not only that, like they, the, I mean, I talk about the toys and everything. The, the whole, fr- I mean, they've already made their four billion dollars back. Yeah. That might have been undersold. Yeah. I mean, maybe Lucas should have asked for twelve. His uh, I only, mean, and you know, I defend this person constantly and think she's God. The only condition for getting it for four billion dollars was that Kathleen Kennedy would run the company. That's it. And so all of these Star Wars male fanboys who think Star Wars has been bad, even though all the movies have been good and all the cartoons have been good and all the toys have been good, right? Everything's been good other than some marketing right. issues and some bad Star Wars fans. And they want Kathleen Kennedy's head, you know, and somehow, you know, so a white man should run the company. Sorry, guys. That was part of the deal. Lucas didn't even ask for any story control. He just wanted Kathleen Kennedy, who was him and Spielberg and Kathleen are best friends going back like 40 years. That was it. That was it. That's crazy. So I'm excited for the new, uh, the new, the new Pez. It's gonna be a new Pez. They just had some great ones for Solo, and I think mm-hmm. they're gonna do some good ones. For, well, guys, uh, we're about to count you into Cargo of Doom really quickly, Simi. Though I'm sure I don't know if you saw in the news that Disney has publicly been saying they're pumping the brakes, not in terms of doing them, but in terms of release of Star Wars movies. Um, it not maybe not even releasing every year, which I think is actually a good thing. And it, but they're focusing so much on the TV content, which is also a good thing, right? So that will be a topic maybe for our next Star Wars news podcast. But that was just in the news a day or two ago. So I wanted to. Do you think that's a it. reaction to to what they feel is not what they wanted with Solo? I, I think you know how sometimes you fuck up in life really bad. And then you, and that's the thing that changes you. But sometimes in life, you already are living an unsustainable existence. And then one event happens and you're like, okay, I kind of been building towards this. I got to make a change. I think it's the latter. I think they were already unsustainable with all the director firings and the reshoots and releasing movies every six to 12 months and the new network. It, 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 they were already feeling overwhelmed. And then mm. the lack of box office was that last thing. But honestly, even if solo made, let's say $700 million, uh, which was less than wonder woman or Batman, Batman V Superman, but decent, I still think they would have made this change. And the fact that you can't even get a Blu-ray, by the way, dude, I bought the Han Solo digital file because I pre-ordered, ordered it from target three months ago and then they told me it was back ordered even though i pre-ordered it which normally i would be annoyed but you know what that means people are really into this shit so i canceled right. the order and got it on digital so i don't think I it has it. to do with solo being underperforming but that's another another episode so all right guys here we go we're halfway done now we're season two episode two uh star wars clone wars cargo of doom, cargo of doom. and now we get some straight up anakin and soka action baby you ready for this Last time our heroes left the cargo of doom. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, get queued up and come back here when you're ready. I'm going to do the countdown. Are you ready, Simmy? No, I just fucked up. Okay. Give me two seconds. No worries. Um, yeah, I'm ready. You ready? Yeah. Okay. All right, guys, here comes the countdown. Three, two, one, go. One. Two, three. It keeps turning off my subtitles in between episodes. What the fuck's that about? Oh, fucking savages. Oh, shit, I was supposed Overconfidence to Sorry, is the most kids. dangerous form of carelessness. That's maybe my favorite quote of the entire thing. It's absolutely your true. Confidence, your Overconfidence is, is yours. Yeah. Luke's right, obviously. <laughs> God, the, the fact that he actually stole it is yeah. fucking incredible. Okay, so I talk about how one of the things about science, fan, science fiction and fantasy is 
the material aspects in me and specifically what I call fetishization. You see this more in uh, fantasy, like Aragorn's sword, Gandalf's staff. Like you give this almost like, you know, godly almost, or sexual power, you know, um, uh, beautifulness to I- objects that are normally just objects, right? Lightsabers mm-hmm. are the number one example of this. Like lightsabers are super cool, but we know other people can defend lightsabers, but lightsabers, we just, we fetishize them. And that's part of the Star Wars is fetishizing the technological environment. It doesn't make any logical sense, but it looks super cool. And holocrons follow, fall into this category because they're basically just giant hard drives, but they look and act so and manifested so awesomely by the way someone else getting their neck snapped again in a kids tv show yeah i mean oh wow look at the backdrop of that planet it's awesome oh man mm-hmm. they do a great job with this i mean a mil- now it makes a lot more sense to me i thought this wow mm-hmm. but what incredible character development so, incredible torture torture like, torture Torture, torture, torture. Well, this is in every Star Wars property. Rebels and the movies. you got to torture your main characters. Well, I always said to you that one of the things I liked about the uh, the, 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 the older three movies, or the, the, the three movies that came out later on, were, like, you got to see more Jedis and their lightsabers, and you're like, yeah, they all have green or blue lightsabers, and he has a purple one. Okay, fine. It's not a big deal. But to me, this real, and I was saying it earlier, like when you see things with Kit and, and Plon Coon and, and all these guys, like they have the, all these all these different episodes and they get to create these Jedi's personalities. They have a Russian Jedi that you'll see later on that's like three feet tall. Like they have all these great voices for all these. They, they're German, they're this, they're that. But they all get to be different and they all you get to think about their life as a Jedi. And like, you know, when I was a kid, that's, I think what, what, what we were thirsty for, or what I was thirsty for was like more Jedi stuff. Cause it just, it's just what was lacking. It was like mm-hmm. this, uh, this ancient cult that was like barely touched upon. You barely, you just got these glimpses from the few that were left. Um, but here in the clone wars, you know, they're the main, they're the generals and the commanders and, and, uh, you know, they're in charge of fucking everything. So it's just, uh, mm. it's such a cool thing to watch. I just want to point out that in the previous episode, Ahsoka what, made Obi-Wan and the council angry, but Anakin was never mad at her for being recklessly heroic. And here's Anakin for the next couple episodes being recklessly heroic and Ahsoka just smiling and doing it the whole time because she loves it. I mean, these two have b- beyond no fear and they're really trying to win the war, Simi, which is both noble but also tragic given what's going on. And uh, the one of the things I think I mentioned this on our last podcast, you'll see Ahsoka start to like apologize for him. And I, I used my yes. wife and her brother as, yeah. you know, that type of relationship because they are brother and sister and they are like covering for each other. Yep. Master, and, I mean, they're always sticking up for each other and like when they're. <laughs> This you is know, awesome. Uh, I always forget about this. This is so sorry. This is so cool. They're going to walk the walkers in space. And by the way, the clones always do exactly what Ahsoka says. And and Anna can say. They they, they they love them. They have yeah. they, they are they love them. Oh, mm-hmm. more torture. More torture. So the holocron is all about the design combined with the amount of information that's inside of it, combined with that you need to be a Jedi to open it, which, by the way, man, is the very first test of Ezra by Kanan 
uh, you don't realize it's happening in the very first episode of rebels is that he's able to open the holocron yeah i well i mean i think he was obviously a jedi but i think the other thing with both of them is mm-hmm. that they're both it's such a unique jedi relationship because they're both um you know teachers always say that i learn from my students but in that case like they're really mm-hmm. learning from each other on the fly um I, we should also do some some rep some rebels i know you've already done them but um, I know, I know you yeah. want to do the one pilot with, of the uh, apprentice. You're doing it with I, me. No, 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 I know, but I want, I mean, there's, there's some other, I mean, yes, I we still got two more last, seasons after two, like the doom episodes and shit. Oh yeah. No season yeah, four. We'll tight. get there. So uh, here's the thing about the holocron. So, you know, with the death star plans in rogue one, they have to destroy mm-hmm. the shield gate and use an entire radar tower in, you know, to project it. And they put it on a disc, you know, just for the Death Star plans. This thing has like a million times more information than that. That's what's cool about it is it looks amazing. And like I said, you need to be a Jedi to open it, but it also has like, like the entire works, you know, like everything on the internet right now is, you know, that that's the sort of the amount of information that's in there. That's what's implied. That's how I see it. Dude. Cad Bane has zero fucks to give. He's got a pocket full of fucks. Someone's he, about to fall yeah. off a cliff and be like, he, if you gave me a fuck, yeah. I, 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 I'd survive. Can you give me a fuck? He's got a whole pocket for me. He won't give He's me a He's one fuck. of those guys that always asks for the most money because it's part of the game. He doesn't really care about the money. Do you think he's Jedi-ish? Do you ever wonder about some of these, these, these no, bounty hunters? Like, no. How do you know? Well, I don't know. How is he that fucking good at what he does? I mean, like a Chirrut level of force sensitivity? Sure, maybe. But Chirrut, I think, is more of a Jedi than if like he would have been recognized. I mean, my personal beliefs, which are the Bizzle's beliefs, which are informed by Buddhist and Taoist teachings, is that the real world does operate like the force and that you can be extra smart and extra powerful in both good and bad if you can tap into the way or the Tao, as it's called. So, yeah, in terms of my personal beliefs, I believe that. So here, of course, I have to believe that. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, sorry, it's going to be saying like I was dismissing it, but I was just trying to frame it and saying, I think anyone can tap into the force if you are smart enough or, or, or aware enough. If or give zero fucks on the path yeah. of your education of of how you feel about these things. What's the first book you'd have them read? Hmm. Depends Ask on their level of education intelligence. <laughs> it depends on their level of education, intelligence, and literacy. Asking for a friend. No, I know. I know the one. What? Uh, I'll I'll tell you later. We'll do. We'll oh, do. We're oh, gonna do my Eastern right. philosophy and Star Wars podcast at some point. So, well, you gotta give me book reports. I know. Right? I'll give you some. I'll give you a couple books to read. You know what I'm doing right it's now? A, it's, Side, a, it's a. Sidebar. It's a. Sidebar. Sorry. Go ahead. Sidebar. What I'm. What I'm doing right now. I'm doing uh, Sherlock Holmes. Oh, nice. Read it's, by Stephen Fry. You know. You know what? Though? I'll tease it. It's called Wandering on the Way. It's basically a Taoist fairy tales. Um, it, it, it's interesting. Written by like a pen that. professor. Uh, UPenn uh, Emeritus Professor Victor Mayer. What what year? What the book or the original work? Mayer is a yid. Victor Mayer, yeah, yeah. University of Pennsylvania. What year did he write it in? Oh, he didn't write it. Well, it's a poetic translation. He's actually professor of Chinese literature and philosophy. Uh, So he, it's a, it's a, it's a poetical uh, translation. It's very funny. It reads super smooth, but it's based on a very complicated Chinese philosophical text. You wouldn't know it because Taoism actually doesn't do stuff like 
traditional philosophy because they think that actually doesn't teach us anything, that we need to tell it via stories. Like, Taoism would think what we're watching right now is way deeper than, like, reading any sort of, you know, article about philosophy online, essentially. Like, Taoism's mm. all about practice and applying it into the real world and learning life lessons and stuff like that. There is a f- deep philosophy there, like we get with the Force, but there's a reason to me, this is a great transition, why the Force works great the less you use it in some ways, right? And that's what we talked about that with mm-hmm. Rogue One constantly about how present the Force is. And other than some Chirrut talk, but, you know, it's running through Jin and it's running through all of them, right? And so... Right. Yeah. So is Cat Bane's Jedi? <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. Why not? To answer our question. <laughs> I, I do like how they make the Roger Rogers just straight up comedic in the... Um, in the Clone Wars. Jedi potential. See, this is yeah, what she totally. should be... This is what she should be wearing. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally, and 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 maybe a fucking uh, Baja every once in a while, you know. It just doesn't bother me. Again, I, I'm totally biased because I got to know and watch. I think I watched the Rebel seasons numerous times before watching this, and so I got to know and internalized older Ahsoka so deeply that any younger Ahsoka would have been great. And so I, I it, it didn't even occur to me that the clothing was an issue until much later because it does seem to fit with her character. Right. And it's less dynamic. I'm not trying to be exploitative, but she does look less cool right here. They eventually come up with a good combination where it's a little bit less skin, but a little bit more adult. But remember, they do skip a couple of years at some point, Simi. Like, she's still 14 here, but they do do a time jump at some point, and she's like 16. And that's when they change the no, costume. No, I actually like this. I, I forgot about this. And it's I cool. Actually, now that they have her in a different set of clothes, I was actually Well, and that's why they, they nailed do. it with Rebels, because she's wearing armor. They give her a cloak later, too. Right, but in anyway. Rebels, she's wearing body armor, but she's still showing skin. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Rebels, and some of her Falco. Yeah, yeah. That, oh, here we like go, more. baby! Woo! Oh, the lightsabers look so good. I mean, the textures on oh, these. Oh, not work. Oh, shh. Uh, no gravity is yeah, always fun. No gravity. Yeah, Anakin's not. You were trained for this. I love these clones. It's such a great touch that the clones are better fighters than the stormtroopers. They have better armor than the stormtroopers. They're smarter than the stormtroopers. I love what R2 is also like. Uh, at one, It looks a little weird, but once in a while, like, uh, Anakin will jump on R2's back <laughs> and he'll fly out of something. It's like one of those last resort things. Sure, why not? Chopper does that stuff all the time. He actually has. Chopper's mm. great like that. Yeah. Chopper does it much more. Oh, man. Look at that. The chain gun. Oh, boom, 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 boom. Uh-oh. That's not going to be good. That's not big and glowing red. That's not going to be good. Oh, no. Yes, clones. Aw. <laughs> She's hilarious. Look at oh, this. Man, oh. look at her. <laughs> She's such a fucking ninja. She's such a bot. She is. She's a ninja. Exactly. He's like a samurai and she's like a ninja. That's exactly what's going right. on. Yeah. He fights head straight on. She fights around the sides from the back. You know what I mean? Like, see why, why can't he just like pull it to him right now? It's, I think it's an X-Men thing. I'm uh, telling you, I think you, you, it, you're right. You didn't have concentration. Yeah. And emotion helps drive it. And this is we we were constantly talking about this about how positive use of emotion should be encouraged among the good Jedi, right? And that's why right. Ahsoka here, yeah, here goes Ahsoka. I'll get him, Master. Yeah, it's a trip. Yeah, it's a trap. 
It's a trap. By the way, someone points out that Leia says it's a trap in Empire. So Admiral Akbar is actually not the first one to say it's a trap. <laughs> she goes, Luke, it's Vader. It's a trap. Oh, this looks amazing. The thing is, Simi, I love watching this with you, and every once in a while, this is great. But there is an exhaustion factor when you combine these long arcs and all the action. Oh, here we go, baby. You're not much. Yeah, right. Uh huh. Whoa. When did she get the second lightsaber, Simi? Season four. Boom. She, oh, she just bossed him. Oh man. I forget. Where does she get it from? Uh, what's funny is He's not funny. not surprisingly, older Soka sounds more like Ashley Eckstein than younger Soka. You can almost not you almost can't recognize Ashley Eckstein's voice here. I don't know how you get a thirty five year old woman to do this. No, it's true. Although Yuri Lewenthal, who's a very famous voice actor who's super cool, is the voice of Spider-Man in the Spider-Man video game that just came out that everyone's playing. He's like 50. Isn't there an, is there a new cartoon movie coming out too? Or yes, there's Spider-Man. Get- mm-hmm. Yep, with a really okay. famous cast. Yeah, Haley Steinfeld playing Gwen Stacy. Yep. And uh, does it have Spider-Girl in it too? Maybe. My, my uh, nephews don't know what's going on. They love Spider-Man. They're two and a half. Spider-Man. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's funny to see what sticks. It's always Spider-Man. My, all I've seen all my n- nephews grow up over the last 16 years. It's always Spider-Man. Great. That's not a bad Or franchise. Superman. Yeah. Why not? Blue and red. Spider-Man has... I like the... What do you think? Of, you like the new Spider-Man? Oh, that's no. fucking dickish. I hate it. Dick. Yeah. Ugh, Bane. Bane it's good. You want them to miss. You want the bad guys to mistreat Ahsoka, so you enjoy the beatdown even more, right? Right. But God, she she sold. She showed one of the bad signs of Anakin is his narcissistic Slimo. Narcissistic Slimo. His narcissism. Like she thought he had a. She thought she. That's had overconfidence. That's not narcissist. Anakin, Anakin is narcissistic. Fine. She's fine. not. Fine, narcissism fine, fine, is fine, liking fine. to look at yourself in the mirror. No, no you're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. But I want to point out yeah, that that's, that's what a, I meant. What I'm saying no, is, it's a good point. She does interpret his recklessness and overconfidence, but not his narcissism. And that's the thing she misses about her master is this stuff here. <laughs> Grandma's only one of them. It won't matter. They just are waiting to get murdered. Oh my god. I love Star Wars, dude. They kill people. You, ha- it's it, Marvel and DC. They never kill anybody. That's not how the world works. This is the real world. Wait, seeing her outfit up close is that supposed to be like velour or velvet or well, something? Well, that's her space she- outfit. That has to shoot to cover her whole body because she's in space. I think. Yeah, it's it, like it looks like velvet. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. They they did it right. They did it right. They gave her fourteen year old clothes when she's fourteen. They gave her sixteen, seventeen year old clothes when she grows up. I mean, it makes. I sense. love how she. As though she's like, yeah, I think he, I think you can. They're like, they're they're just speaking with their eyes. Oh, look at her eyes. They know what to do. I no, feel like no, no, in this or Rebels, no character's eyes look as good as Ahsoka's for some reason. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Oh, the holocron's so cool. Uh, I kind of want to do Twilight of the Apprentice after all this. I know. He's such a great bad guy. 
Mm-hmm. I can't let you die, Ahsoka. Never weird, never romantic. It's great. That's why they could give right. her the female Padawan. Even the female Padawan is because of Padme. If, if Padme wasn't in the picture, man, it, they would really struggle to make it not weird. But it's never weird because we know how much he's obsessed with Natalie Portman. He, she's also 14. But, they don't but, make it that Yes, weird. but it doesn't hurt that he has a romantic obsession. Correct. And it doesn't hurt that Ahsoka and Padme are best buddies and they're constantly hugging each other, which I love and warms my heart. I, I, I also do, do think they made it young enough to yeah. and like him like... I don't know what it says about me that some of my favorite parts are just the various characters hugging each other. <laughs> oh, here we go, baby. Uh. Yeah, this is the conversation that's coming later. Get where... some. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so. That's pretty cool. Deep Bradley Baker. All the clone voices, Rex, Cody, everybody. God, they're oh, man. They were they were like a family before, and then like they turn on them. That's a cool part. Yeah, that's network TV. It's like zoom in on the bad guy, zoom in on the good guy. Totally. Oh, I forget actually what happens here for a second. Oh, I remember what happens. Look at this. Look at the way that's... Because, dude, poly, polyhedrons and dodecahedrons, like, the geometry shit's amazing. Boom. It's open. Now My we know it's open. My will be most pleased. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Woo! Perfect timing. Mm-hmm. As you pointed out, dude... Whether they're in the episodes or not, the entirety of the Clone Wars and Rebels is essentially about Anakin and Ahsoka. It really is. Absolutely. And, and even, he wasn't though gonna... even though Vader and Ahsoka mostly disappear after episode two of Rebels, <laughs> their presence looms over everything. How did he really... I mean, like, he really almost gets the best of them. I have the... Mm-hmm. So like, you know he's me. just like Sorry. this side character. I just don't know how they're like. This is what we should do. Let's yeah. just do that. You know, like so, God. Look, Go I, I've been Sorry. on the record as saying not doing foreign accents on aliens ever is more racist than doing them. I continue to think so. And, and even though I don't like zero, the hut and some other characters, but I do love Cad Bane. They kind of doubled down on that philosophy in, in the clone wars and keep giving new accents. And honestly it works more than it doesn't. Um, with Hondo, it works with Cad Bane. It works with Visago. It works, right? Mostly it works for me. Uh, you know, Ahsoka's an alien. She has a normal voice. You know what I mean? Well, she like, had it just to. Depend- she had to. I guess it's... And we'd also heard it took her to talk before yeah. with an accent. I guess I look at everyone as an alien at this in this level. Like, there's so few humans. You know what I, I mean, mean? So I almost didn't... Yeah. I'm also a little bit... They're struggling in racist. Star Wars. Rogue One, <laughs> n- no one had an American accent. And Force Awakens, you've got Poe. Finn, obviously in real life, is an English accent, does an American accent, you know? Saw, what about Saw? Saw, yeah. It's weird it's to see Saw in the Onderon episodes. We're still a ways away from that. It's weird to see that Saw versus this, our Saw, but well, that's no, what we'll talk about. Oh, about, like, they just shot him in the face! American accent. They just shot him in the face and they left him. Yeah. No, he's coming. There he is. 
You see, they're trying to get every last clone. It's great. They really care about it. I'll get it, Master. <laughs> she like was about to. Oh, it was a very Robin scene. Yes. Like a very Batman and Robin. Yeah, totally. I, I'm sure they're and channeling like, that. I'm sure they're channeling that. I mean, that's all the Apprentice Master stuff. Boom. So was it? Nope. That didn't happen, though. Nah, not so much, honey. God, Bane is such a great bad guy. Bane is also the most overused it. name in science fiction. I've read so much sci-fi and fantasy. I could probably point to at least five or six famous Banes in sci-fi fantasy, but why not? Cad Bane. Bane Bane. Do you feel safe? Do you feel like you're on charge? This great city, it will endure. People will die. <laughs> I love the Dark Knight Rises bit. I love that movie. Sorry, people. I like. I do movies. too. I, I do too. I love. I love all of the. Um, yeah. I love that entire that entire track. The the whole. Um, what's his face? Jesus, my Christopher brain. Christopher Nolan. Christopher, yeah. Uh, we just missed the line that I was teasing the whole time, where the general say, says, "So you failed at this. You failed at this. You failed at this. You failed at this." And Anakin's like, "Yep." And and then the admiral is like, "And this is your definition of winning." And Anakin's like, "Yep." Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. So I mean, I just took a quick break. We are going to count you directly into the fourth and final episode in this arc. In some ways, it's a postscript to me, but in some ways, you can't really appreciate the stakes of what what went on in the previous three episodes without this one. And this episode is Children of the Force, season two, episode three of the Clone Wars. Simi, are you queued up, m- my dude? I'm ready to rock. All right, guys. So we're going to do this, and we'll probably do a couple minutes of uh, postscripts on this first Bizzlecast Clone Wars Chronicles uh, episode. This has been great, man. I can't wait. And uh, I feel like you and I are both holding some Ahsoka back because we know all the arcs coming up. You know what I mean? Like, there's going to be entire arcs where we're just going to be marveling over Ahsoka, essentially. So this was... Uh, I didn't realize it to me, but this was the per- perfect first arc for two Ahsoka lovers uh, to, to get into because she is with the full cast. And I think that was a great way to start. So good call, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. All right, good guys. Good call, buddy. Here I come. Mean, patting myself on the back. Yeah. We're, gonna, we're, pat- Go ahead. we're all about back patting here at the, at, at the, uh, the Bizzle cast. <clears throat> so, um, all right. Here we go, guys. Here comes the countdown. Three, two, one, go. One, two, three. All right. Don't forget to read the quote. The first step to correcting a mistake is patience. It's good advice. Very Yoda. Wait, is this the one where... Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, here they go. Oh, yeah, the here they come with the walkers in space, man. I love no, those walkers. No, we had to do this one. I forgot. This is the this end. Is, this is it. This is it. This is it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we had to do this. We can't. We couldn't. Like, what are you talking hard. about, man? There was never any doubt. The Bizzlecast listeners never don't know any that. different. Okay, here we go. We don't keep secrets from our people. <laughs> it's true. They tell us what they want. We even tell our, them our drug and alcohol habits. You know, like what else is there to hide? All right, pal. Great space porn so far. We're barely into the episode. We've had amazing space porn. 
You know, and one of the characters we haven't talked about is R2-D2. Yes. Uh, there is no C-3PO. They got rid of I believe him your like bottom bitch the- is the way you refer to R2 as your bottom bitch. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. He's just there. And like, See, I listen. I listen. Up, but he's great. I he's listen. great. He is great. Like, he's always there for everyone. He's there I for listen. Ahsoka, and mm-hmm. he's there for, uh, for Anakin. Some people send me are like, you talk so much, but you're a good listener. I, I was like, it's called multitasking, people. <laughs> and that's what, great. By the way, I love how talkative Ahsoka is, but she too knows when to listen in terms of information. Oh, And she was on it. You know, she was just on it. Oh, man. Ba-ba-ba-da. You can see why this costs a million dollars an episode. I mean, to make that into an animated movie of 90 minutes, $90 million, that's cheap for a big-time animated movie these days. Very like cheap. Like I said, I don't know what they cost. But a like, Pixar movie costs $150 million for a Pixar Up movie. Up was $150 million? Yeah. Frozen wow. 2 would probably be closer to 200 Up was great. Did you like that movie? I, I love how they like show how these smaller oh, yeah. ships. This is my favorite. Uh, I talked about this dude in Attack of the Clones. I love the notion that you have small ships like that are smaller than A wings that can't jump, but then they attach to these modules, and that allows them to jump. is a great design. Makes so much sense. I, lo- I love how when he's stern, he puts his arms behind his back, and he reminds me of Vader. Mm-hmm. Although that's also the Morpheus move. Oh man. Which is kind of where Anakin is right now, right? He's somewhere between Morpheus and Vader leaning towards Vader. Oh, right. Yeah, definitely leaning towards Vader. Let's be honest, dude. Throughout this series, him and Ahsoka see things clearer than these idiots on the (laughs) the council. I love Obi-Wan, Mace Windu, and Yoda, but these guys are idiots. They have no idea what's going on. You're right. He's the only one. He's one of the only one. Him and Ahsoka are some of the only ones that even like get that something's just wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and it's it's funny. It's like the more powerful the Jedi, it's like the more powerful of a of a trance they're in from uh, from the Emperor and from this ruse that's been going but, on. You know, it's, but it's crazy. If you have no dark side, you're gonna have trouble reading the dark side, right? This is the thing no one talks right. about. Right, right. Who, so who he, are the best good guy in, in real life, Simi? You're trying to figure out if a bad guy's lying or not. Who's the best person to figure that out? Another liar, right? Even if they're a good guy, someone who never lies, they can never tell if someone else is lying. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need to have some dark sides to you as a good guy in both fiction and reality to get anything done, because otherwise... You, you have no, you have no um, connection to what's going on. And Ahsoka has a dark side and Anakin has a dark side, which is why they get it. Has a dark side slash interpret, can interpret the dark side. I, I actually mm-hmm. don't think Ahsoka has a dark side. I think she ha- and I know that she's in the like, gray. gray. Like you said, buddy, she's in the gray. Right. She's touching it. So, she's just not tempted by it. She's like, Ray, Ray can touch it too and isn't tempted by it. So That's why Ahsoka is going to be Ray's mentor. I'm saying it again. This, Go ahead. In this episode, I'm not sure if this happens in this episode, but... I believe um, uh, Hennigan like tortures Cad Bane, uh, which is kind of fucked up. Which you like, you just start to see these glimpses of just like morally and ethically like questionable. But that's um, what soldiers do, and that's the problem: is they turn Anakin and Ahsoka into soldiers. Yoda's constantly talking about how we're not soldiers; we're keepers of the peace. We don't want to fight this war. Like, dude, let's be honest: the Jedi Council approved this war, but Anakin and Ahsoka are the only ones trying to win it. 
I mean, Luminara, as we're going to see, just wants to give up. The council is like giving up half the time. Like, Anning and Soka are actually trying to win this war that they weren't even responsible for. Right. They're, but the difference but is diff- it pushes Anakin totally to the dark side, whereas it gives Ahsoka enhanced wisdom. Wow. So this is actually a similar story. I know we've talked about this as a Ahsoka's story. So this might oh, yes. this might uh, hit close to home, mm-hmm. uh, you know, about how she was also falsely, yeah. um, falsely picked up by a fake Jedi. Oh, and, um, what a great ship design was to be exploited for her. Um, yeah. Was to be exploited for her power. So this was, and, and then, and then they talk, Filoni yes. talks about this. It's a, it's a lost episode that never happened. And that's why the Ahsoka uh, book is point, great because Ahsoka's right. never been a person before. And in the Ahsoka book, briefly, she's allowed to be a person for a bit and it's great. And a completely independent person who she really is. And that, you know, and that, that's what makes her kind of special. Like, do you think it was intentional based on i'm just following what you just said right there do you think it was intentional that we were supposed to realize that she doesn't really need anakin the whole time she thinks she needs anakin they think they need she needs anakin but in hindsight i would argue she doesn't need anakin in the end but i do think she needs him in the beginning i mean all of her all of her greatest strengths are uh you know uh, he sees her greatest strengths very early on and uh, he's able to bring them out in her. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think she, you know, she doesn't need him anymore, as does Obi-Wan doesn't need Qui-Gon, as does, uh, you know, Qui-Gon doesn't need Yoda. Was Yoda Siege of Mandalore, dude, is going to be unbelievable because it's going to be young Ahsoka being way smarter and wiser and more powerful than any of these idiots. I mean, it's not even going to be close. She's doing it. She's not even a Jedi. She's do- volunteering her services for the Siege of fucking Mandalore. Has no r- responsibility. She does it anyways. And an ongoing theme within Star Wars, a oh, teenage God. girl taking names and kicking ass, you know, uh, a la Leia, a la... Uh, uh, Jen, I'll, uh, you know, she's girl. more complicated than those characters. Even Leia, who's my favorite, and I love to death. Well, the thing is, if you read the comics, Leia is as complicated as Ahsoka. You don't have time in the movies. In the extended literature, the official extended literature, Leia is extremely complex. And the mainline Star Wars comics, man, focus on Leia way more than Han and Luke, like a ton more. Um, it's right. great because she just wants to murder Darth Vader after episode four, and she gets a lot of people killed because of her obsession with killing Vader and luke and han have to like pull her back it's a really interesting arc all right oh, that is interesting yeah up oh, here's baby Gungans. that with bloodlines and it's actually fucking interesting you know what i mean like the yeah, latter the years of how she thinks it's all all the leia's gold baby it's all gold it really is who knew mm-hmm. and there isn't really a leia character in um do you know how hair i always say how harrison dola is like leia. oh yeah baby we'll save that <laughs> you weren't the child I was expecting to find. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Look what is us? Is Slimo like slimeball? Yeah, uh, young Anakin calls uses that a few times in episode one. Uh, I think it's all over the place. Yeah, Nerf yeah. Slimo's like slimeball, right? Right. So you know. <sighs> In some ways, this is more anime than Rebels. In some ways, Rebels is more anime than this. You can't really pin... Now, the new Resistance series, they're specifically saying is anime influence, which is, I think, cool, so that they do something different. It is going to be 3D, but it is anime influence. Oh! Oh! She's so cute! Is that like a Jar Jar Binks? She's so cute! She loves everybody! It is. It's a Binks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I forgot. I just love the notion that Anakin thinks that tiny creature right there is his best backup. You think about it. Uh, all of these Star Destroyers and Admirals and Jedi, in his mind, Anakin has no question that that tiny little 14-year-old girl is the best backup he can he can get. Is great. Well, she's something different. I mean, um, I mean, there's been many youth who are just incredible. I mean, how old was Joan of Arc? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, there's tons of youth in history. Uh, like, uh, Pocahontas, how old was she? You know? Like, yeah, she's supposed uh, to be t- 14 around yet, too. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you can go on and on and on about, um, Good call. you know, young young women leading revolutions. There's something about their, their power and their possibly their ignorance. I mean, ignorance breeds, you know, uh, shame, I guess. Or so not me- ignorance. Uh Age, age breeds shame, and you're just not as I have trouble into it anymore. Honestly, Simi, I'm being totally honest here. This is happening now with video games as well as television and movies. If it does not have at least one strong, awesome, interesting central female character, I'm not interested. If it's just right. a bunch of dudes in any f- media, and I'm not just saying that, like I genuinely get bored. If it was just those three guys without Ahsoka there, I'd be like, okay. You throw Ahsoka in there, you throw some Padme in there, now I'm interested. They don't have to be the leads all the time, but like the new Iron Fist season, I really like because it's really about Colleen, Jessica Henwick's character, who's way more interesting, mm-hmm. uh, ben, and ben. Iron Fist, and by the way, she's Poe's yeah. wingman in the comics and the movie. We're with you, Poe! Jess, Pava, and the X-Wings, and Force Wing. Anyway, Jess Henwick's amazing in it, and they make it more I about think- her. I think the first time I acknowledged the the same kind of uh, thought process of, of movies is when um, when Hermione stole the stage. Oh yeah, and, uh, what she was able to do in in Harry Potter one through eight, you know, I mean seven, seven and a half, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she she created this character that was incredibly intelligent, incredibly. Uh, beautiful, but that wasn't the main thing about her. And she, she did so many cool things, and 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 she you know didn't even mean doing? she wasn't supposed to be the main character, right? Yeah, the, there's the, the great line. Ron's like, "Are you cra- Are you mad? We couldn't last one day out there with her without Hermione." Totally. And like everyone's like, "Of course you fucking." But that's why I love Azkaban. Was I was convinced it, it was all about Hermione, and it was. But in the end. Uh, Radcliffe's performance is amazing. I, I don't yeah. remember the rest of the series, but they they're you know the term generous with acting like when you the biggest mm-hmm. compliment one actor can give another especially a uh younger actor to an older actor or one less experienced more experienced or in harry potter's case you know less famous to more famous is like famous is saying they're generous meaning they could hog the scene or like donald glover in solo right like donald mm-hmm. glover could easily have as we talked about have stolen solo but he's very generous in letting all the other characters including you know the the droid and stuff have their time and, and that's good mother of dragon right yes but oh man don't get me started on kira she's, she's so good in that movie um she but really uh right here's all the bar- the bargaining and negotiation what i'm saying to me is oh by the way emma watson do you know what she's doing these days mm. do you, you know what goodreads is goodreads.com no goodreads it's the biggest book review site on the on the internet it's owned by amazon Mm-hmm. but it's independent it's 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 where everyone goes to review their books it ties into all social media you know millions of users blah blah yeah. blah they just gave emma watson a bunch of money to do a free youtube series where she interviews the uh, best-selling uh female people of color international authors from around the world for like an hour 
for online for free. It's just Emma Watson interviewing oh, poets great. and writers about their work, and a lot of women, oh. young women, and young women of color, especially. Is What's awesome. the setting? It's just them hanging out in a room, basically. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Like a kind of like a. Um, Barbara Walters. Yeah, it's like Barbara Walters. It's exactly like the Barbara Walters mixed with like David Letterman or something. You know, it's like. But that's just, what I was wondering. If it just they're no, they're just like sitting on a couch, and you a just hotel, Emma Watson being adorable and magnetic and brilliant and talking to poets about poetry between it's two great. ferns. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> Zach Galifianakis skinny is not funny. Zach Galifianakis needs to get fat immediately because he's not been funny since he got skinny. Chubby. Like Chris Pratt. Let's not call him fat. Right. Chris Pratt is hilarious. Okay, so let's focus here, Simi. So, you know, I talk about this a lot. There's not much to say because it's obvious that someone like Sidious would want to either kill or capture and train young Jedi. We see almost this exact episode thematically in Rebels Season 1 where they're trying to save the babies. Uh, No, sorry, Season 2. That's one of the first Ahsoka episodes in Season 2 is Ahsoka helps them track down the babies. And that's when we meet the new Inquisitors and she takes on the Inquisitors by herself. And it's fucking awesome. One of the best lightsaber fights ever. Ugh. This was just an interesting little scene where he was Go. just actually sharing his vision, and like, uh, which is a little contradictory. You will the, pay for your Sith. lack of vision. Well, the Sith used there. There can be only two, you know, an apprentice and his master, right? So Palpatine um, never believes that, though. If you look at all the movies, all right. the comic books, he's constantly right. training tons constantly of possible successors. A bunch of dark- yep. Yeah, and he yeah. keeps sending from, people at Darth Vader in the comics, man. That's why you're gonna love this new Vader from series. Because it's after to, to so the, Darth Maul, to, right? To, to Savage, so, to all of them, he supports it all. So the new Darth Vader series from 2017, still going on, that I gave Simi the first volume of, is the first a big one where they go post Episode three as opposed to Episode four. And so Vader doesn't have a lightsaber; he's still adjusting to his his um, apparatus. <laughs> the Emperor is constantly trying to kill him with other underlings, both Jedi and non-Jedi. It's crazy. The Inquisitors all try and take on Vader. Does it have him uh, getting his lightsaber in the Oh, lightsaber? yeah. No, he makes it in your volume. <laughs> oh, dude. All, yeah. right. all right. All right. While having flashbacks of Padme. you got to read it, dude. You'll love it. Oh, here's the purple lightsaber, baby. Oh, man. I actually prefer the lightsaber fighting in Rebels. I think the Rebels lightsaber fighting is... When it's lightsaber on lightsaber is is amazing. Anything with Kanan fighting the Inquisitors or Ahsoka fighting anybody is spectacular. The gunplay and the ship stuff and the epic scenery is way better in Clone Wars. I prefer the lightsaber fighting in the Rebels. I just said it. I said it. I said it. Sorry, people. You can email me so if maybe, you don't like it. Maybe Bane, maybe my comment earlier that I was hinting at, maybe it isn't a coincidence that he said I, I, I vision having... Uh, people with force sensitive from all over the galaxy and he and he's uh you know he's he's paying cad bane you know to do all this shit isn't he ultimately cad bane is like he's orchestrating cad bane to do this stuff even though he's playing the other side right sorry i'm just i'm hypnotized by ahsoka but isn't isn't that true? Yes, like, isn't he it's totally true? Hundred percent. Yeah, I uh, I so respond because I don't disagree. Probably yeah. at some level, some dark like he's a, like he's too old to be really trained as a Sith. I mean, but it doesn't like, matter. Dude, him a is lot the of point? If you're smart enough him, and you're sensitive right. enough to the world around you, good or bad, you can tap into it. 
I'm saying I believe that in the real world, and so I have to believe that in Star Wars. I don't know how to explain it exactly. I actually think Bane is pure brains, the way Kira is pure mm. brains and Solo is pure brains. I, I'm, I am very yeah. against the idea that anything about Solo, because I think it cheapens Han Solo if there's force involved. You know, I but like he's him being physically so superior. Doesn't like, matter. I like the idea the Jedi, that he's like a he's a Captain America scoundrel without the super serum. I like. I think you need. Right. Like, that's what, honestly, even though we love Chiru, the reason Baze is great is because Baze is just a big dude with a big gun who can fight, you know? Like, he doesn't, he mm-hmm. doesn't have to use force right. stuff to be awesome. And Chiru needs him, you know? Yeah. And he okay. says, good luck. I don't need luck. I have you. Right. God, I love that movie, Sammy. Cody's great. I'm not going to lie. I listened to your, your my commentary of that movie more than I probably listened to any podcast in recent memory. You know, it's funny. At the end of most of our commentaries, I, I really want to watch uh, Rogue One. Like, it gets me excited about it. However, I've been I've been fucking killing Solo. Like, I, I'm really enjoying Solo. Oh, uh, we got to do that commentary, dude. That happens. Okay, whenever that's got there's happen. no podcast happening between me and you until we do Solo. So you choose the date and time, but I'm not doing a podcast with you until we do the Solo commentary. It's not happening. Oh, you want to just do Solo? Oh, next yeah. And then we'll, oh, and then absolutely. We'll Let's why do we it. wait? Why wait? You know yeah, how you know how wait. the the window of opportunity works. All right, great. So I'll watch Rogue Run tonight, and then I'll I'll watch Solo. So we'll do Solo uh, next week with you. We'll do next Solo. week, if not the week after. Let me. Uh, okay. I gotta look at something. We'll we'll get into it, but we'll figure it out. But yeah, 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 yeah. Those first oh, twenty man, minutes are a little fucking, hard to slog through in repeat watchings of Solo, but everything starting with Woody onwards is awesome. Oh, the whole fucking movie is awesome. It, it is. Goes. I'm just saying it's a little slow to get going. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Oh, you think? I don't. I don't think it's slow at all. But that's like, fine. That's, I'd rather be oh. slow in the beginning than Last Jedi where it's slow in How the middle. How you say it's slow? Oh, we're going to be having so much fun. All right. Woo! I really hey, like I convinced you on Rogue on. One, so maybe you can... I still have it above Last Jedi. I've always had Rogue One above no, Last Jedi. No, 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 no. I'm saying I have Solo above Last Jedi. I do too. I know you do, but you know that's less oh, surprising really than me. Get it right? Because I praised I'm Last, Last Jedi, Jedi when it came out big time, but I, I I do like it more. Oh wait, um, hold on, hold on. Ahsoka just found something that Anakin couldn't find. We this is that was a key moment. That was like a Neo moment where he's trying to t- touch the Matrix. By the way, that's the comparison we should be making: is the Matrix stuff. Is are they tapping into the Matrix? Because that's really the easy way to think of it. Mm-hmm. Is Cad Bane? Does he see the, the code of cat? the Matrix? Because remember, right. Morpheus does not see the code. Trinity does not see the. Code. They can fight in the Matrix and bend it, but they're not seeing what Neo's seeing. Where Neo can just see the code. Ahsoka right. can see the code. Anakin can see the code. The Emperor can see the code Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan can see the code Cad Bane right. cannot see the code uh, right but right, I do right, think Chirrut right, can right. see the code I think Chirrut can I, he, but he can't manipulate Chirrut it but he can code, see it he's also blind but he can't manipulate it that's what Chirrut think of all the ways Chirrut uses the force it's always to avoid stuff right he never uses it for forward offensive power it's always defensive that's not true that's not true what? when he shoots down that plane in one shot, he he the, he shoots the plane into That's true. the tower. That's true. No, he he's totally. But with but what it. I'm he's saying a, is he's not bending the code or the force in that moment. He's reading the way the code is moving. Yes, that is an offensive display there. But what I'm saying is he's not bending the code the way these guys greatest, are bending the code. 
that's also one of his greatest displays of the force. I would compare that. That to was amazing. Blow, Yoda he blows on his hands. He blows on his hands. Oh man. Yeah. Like to check the wind <laughs> and Yoda. I, yeah. I compare that to like when Yoda pulls the plane out of the moat. Yeah. Out of the swamp. Oh yeah. You know, just like a aha moment of who he is. And that's why I think he has to be Jedi because of that moment. So like the Jedi is bullshit. Jedi? Dude, what would it be? You're not. Would, a t- you're not technically a Jedi until right. you're Jedi Knight. And by the way, Kanan is not technically a Jedi Knight until episode two of season two of <laughs> Rebels. So we're gonna say Kanan's not a Jedi because he's not officially a Jedi Knight. Well, I don't think it. Oh, I mean, so good with the babies. Really get into this uh, lore. It she's doesn't just matter so to me. cute. I the think Jedi what's don't great is to me. I think power with yeah. the Force matters to me. Here's the thing, dude. Even if you're a dad and the actual character of Ahsoka, like let's say you're beyond an old school fan and you can't get into mm-hmm. any of this stuff, but you oh, see your but you see your little daughter watching Ahsoka, how happy would that make you as a dad that oh, your little girl's looking up to this little girl, right? I mean, totally. even if I didn't appreciate it, I'd be like, ah, oh, this is a great role model for my little girl. All these little fort, all these little uh, council scenes are fucking incredible. They do them in in one, two, and three. It's so and, scary and dark too. It's always like foreboding and evil. But I love how they do it with the fucking, uh, with the, um, with with the with the with the hollow images of yeah. the different Jedi that can't make it there in person, like with Kit and mm-hmm. uh, Plone in this case. Oh, and there we go. Wow, man. Dude, we the reason those and it just fucking end. Dude, uh, the that's re- how you know it's something good. You just didn't yeah. even notice that it's happening. You know? Dude, the reason we need Ahsoka in the live action. One of the reasons we need Ahsoka in the live action is mm-hmm. she's so much better than Yoda, Mace Windu, and those. I mean, the more you see of Yoda in all properties, the more I like him as a complex character, but the less I respect him as a super powerful Jedi. He keeps fucking mm-hmm. up. He doesn't even manage to train Luke properly. I mean, <laughs> Luke's beating yeah. Vader is completely accidental and incidental to what Yoda's trying to do, right? I mean, if it's not his dad, he doesn't do it. If, 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 if you go to the end of the Return of the Jedi and it's Vader, Luke, and the Emperor, but Vader's not Luke's dad, it's over. Mm-hmm. It's, it's over. He's got nothing. You know- do you know the deal with Netflix and Star Wars right now? Like, like what's so the deal? So the, with the problem like, is Disney has long term contracts for all their. It's not about you, you. This is where you and your brain have to think about Star Wars as Disney. It's a Disney thing. Disney has contracts for the Pixar movies, for the Marvel stuff that they signed many right. years ago with Netflix before they thought of even doing a streaming service. It wasn't very smart. Now starting next year, uh, it won't be on Netflix and it'll be on Disney streaming service. The problem is, but the bigger problem is the original trilogy and the prequels are like indefinitely licensed to the Turner Broadcasting Corporation or whatever. So it, they need to figure out those contracts. Yes. Right. So D- Disney's going to have to pay a shit ton of money to get it back. But by the way, that's why they're doing the John Favreau Game of Thrones level series. They're going to give... A, a, original programming that will be worth five dollars a month no question and they have so many old movies i mean you know for kids to watch that aren't just ones that came out in the last five years so i actually don't I think it's argue, a big problem i would actually argue that they shouldn't buy it back yet they're they not wait. trust me they are not working too hard on it <laughs> well what i would say new is clone wars is going to be on it favreau's going to be on it over to their own channel and yeah. everything and they and this actually happens yeah. and disney does this well the biggest thing. problem is the new trilogy the biggest problem is rogue one and last jedi right being but on my netflix point is, it's fine though my point is it's another avenue for someone to consume it and it's not like it doesn't help the franchise every time somebody watches it on a different thing so like 
at some level, if they only have these two movies on Netflix for a little bit longer and then, you know, and, and they keep with, you know, they'll have to take back clone wars, you know what I mean? Mm. But other than that, they just leave them on there. Like that'd just be a great little bread trail to lead people into like, well, those fucking movies, Mm. I mean, I might as well also just like latch on, you know? So uh, do you think that's going to be part of a package or do you think it's going to be part of like, it's well, can, like I, can, I wrap, it like can I wrap this discussion in yeah. with uh, the closing of those episodes, which was super fun and man, a great way to start by the way. Yeah, that's I, great. I specifically did not want to start with Mortis or, you know, Mandalore. No. So we, we got to get some no, more, more warm up. Shit. That's yeah. frosting. We might not even do that in order. You know, well, the I, problem in my is, opinion, Mortis is some of the most yeah. important canon well, and that's going to be all play by play like we're going to be so focused on what the screen i thought it was important to get a couple of these out where we talk big picture stuff first this was the perfect mm-hmm. one that was great well done buddy um and it's always great to talk ahsoka and why this is the first time we've watched ahsoka together man I, i'm getting a yeah. little a, a little fucking um what's the word here uh in touch with my feelings empowered <laughs> Empower- i'm an empowered female male um yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's not about sex it's i love my it. female characters man i can't you're help feeling, it to feeling, me wonder woman is so much cooler than batman and superman so why is everyone still so concerned with batman and superman when we have our wonder woman i don't understand I know, she's so great she's so much better even the she's nolan incredible. series there's no batman or superman have we seen any batman or superman in including christopher reeve as good as wonder woman i i, I just don't see it I don't see it. It, Superman. Yeah, totally. Well, I like the Batmans, but Superman. But Christian is Christian Bale as Batman Woman. is not Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Everyone agrees is Wonder I love Woman. Gal. Yeah, no, she did a great job. She's incredible. So anyway, so the Disney streaming service, man, is we don't know. We're assuming the Clone Wars is going to be the first new thing because the Favreau series seems like it's going to be a while to get off the ground. So. Yeah, I think it's going to be extremely cheap. And even if the stuff, if you take everything that's on Netflix right now from Disney, Disney still has enough material for parents of all ages to justify five to ten dollars a month. I mean, all the movies in the nineties that we grew up with, Cinderella, Snow White. I mean, you know, I mean, they're gonna have all of that shit. As long as they don't look at it like a Netflix. If it's five or ten dollars a month and like an add-on, then like, yeah. Like I'd pay. No, it's gonna be totally separate. It's gonna be totally independent. It's gonna be, it's gonna be totally their own app. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's how much. How much is Netflix? And they're they're already they're already hiring people to do their mobile app. It's going to be a whole thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'd pay that. Why not? Yeah. Have you seen how much crap is on? Dude, that's crazy. Here's the thing, Simmy. Here's the thing. Uh If you if you spent twenty minutes looking through Netflix. I bet you at least 25% of the stuff you liked was Disney stuff. Oh, you're not wrong. Oh, you're not wrong. So what I'm saying is Netflix is lucky to have that, and when they lose that and Disney gets all of it, then of course people will pay $10 a month for Disney because it's a better deal than $12.99 a month for Netflix for a family. It's not even close. You got Marvel. You got Star Wars. I mean, come on. Well, I think overall cable TV is going to lose their shit. Uh, well, that's I mean, why HBO I, and Showtime, you can just buy cable. straight up right now. Yeah. That's exactly why. Yeah. I left cable and I have FUBU and... Mm. and uh, Do you watch Homeland, uh, by the way? Sling. Mm, I watched the first season. I didn't like the ending and then that's and I fell Fair off. enough. Um, so l- let's wrap on this, man. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah, have to save it. it. And we're definitely doing the solo commentary next. I, yeah. I, 
I didn't realize. Yeah, I, I I wasn't expecting to have it for a while, and then I got the digital file. I forgot that you had it. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably it. good that I forgot because I would have maybe insisted on pushing this back and doing solo. But we'll do solo no, next time. No, no, no. Perfect timing. So we get all right. So final thoughts. Uh, final yes. thoughts on this. We meet the bounty hunters, right? We get some cool bounty hunters and Cad Bane and Ara Singh. We get the main characters with Obi Wan, Ahsoka, and uh, I mean, and again, out, we have Yoda and Mace Windu acting like idiots. Cad Bane carried a movie. You know, it's yeah, yeah, an yeah. hour and yep. 20 minutes yep. just now. It's 80 minutes. You know what I mean? Like 10 yeah, more th- minutes. This to is ra- the Jedi verse Cad Bane movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Cad Bane movie. This is way better than fucking fat. Like yep. fuck fat. Like that. I don't even want to get into it. But and like, it didn't actually have a ton of like drones versus clone stuff. It was like, yeah, it was its own thing. Totally. It's, it's very cool. Yeah. Totally. They did a great job. But you they pointed out the most job. interesting part, in my opinion, which was the very first or second scene with Anakin acting all weird up on Padme. Padme, because I think going forward, again, I've rewatched this fairly recently. He doesn't pull that shit that much on her, like almost ever. No, like she even like orders him around at parties and stuff, and he's like trying to get the desserts right. You know what I mean? Like he, she totally domesticates him for a while, which works great with both of their characters, right? There's another some of that uh, jealousy when uh, she goes back in that one and um, yeah, but that's understandable. That's understandable. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He was being very no, no, no. I'm saying is that your wife. I'm not saying it's right or smart or correct, but I'm saying that's understandable from a writing standpoint. This was just totally irrational what happened. But if it's with Anakin's character, right, of right. having these irrational outbursts, what else can we take away from this? I guess let's maybe we'll end. Well, we don't have to end if you have anything else to say, but I do want to end final thoughts with about Ahsoka and how relatively understated she was, even by being a badass and ignoring orders to jump into danger constantly. Uh, you know, I mean, the give and take between the two of them and like their relationship mm-hmm. is just incredible. I mean, she steals the show, uh, and, uh, the Obi-Wan and, and Anakin stuff is great too. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm just really, I, I just don't know why someone couldn't just keep watching and keep watching and keep watching. And that's what I did. It was like, I binge watched, uh, Clone Wars when I first got it. I was watching, you know, uh, on the low end, two to, you know, six episodes a night when I first started watching it. Um, and it, it, there, there's just so many things that are happening and so much going on. And, uh, you know, it really highlights our girl. So, uh, uh, you know, I hope everybody tunes in for our solo commentary coming up. And, you know, I'm really excited to do, <laughs> I mean, like, I, I remember texting yeah. you one day. I'm like, that was funny. I mean, at the end of the day, full time, mm-hmm. like, we're doing every single one of these episodes you know and like you know that's a lot of work you know like we could put in a lot of work to this so i mean you know in a perfect world you know us winning the lottery or you know netflix getting at us i mean i'm looking at at the uh, worksheet here uh, and as much as i enjoyed this this is a great starting point and i wanted our starting point to just be an adventurous fun set of episodes nothing super deep but starting with luminaris and luminar embarrassing a few episodes man i i'm gonna have a lot to say lore wise and with the multiple Mm. satine maul obi-wan ventress um stuff Sure. Yeah, I'll, we'll do this the next time. 
I, I, we have to do this has been on Netflix for literally four years I have to assume if you're listening to this you've seen it so guys spoilers from here on yeah, out absolutely. but I do think it was smart uh, you know as great as Ahsoka got towards the end of season one to kind of focus on Anakin and then sort of reintroduce a slightly more mature Ahsoka beginning of season two and I believe the big jump in terms of age and costume happens between three and four I think is the is the uh the age jump or so forth but it pretty much just keeps getting better and better i think season three and five are clearly the best um although you do get ventress and maul and rex and the bad clones in four but for the most part i think a lot of the best episodes are, are in season three uh the one standalone man i have right now speaking of ahsoka and we'll wrap up is ahsoka teaches in the academy season three episode six um, and so I am very open to like, we could just do record three or four, uh, standalones back to back. You know, I could release them separately or together. Like, you know what? Why don't we just pick like three Ahsoka standalones? We'll record them back to back. I'll give a the- thematic title totally. and I'll just release it all together. It would be great. I think like character building stuff. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So all right buddy well this was great um well we'll have to do this is a really bizarre uh, challenge because this was between doing a tv uh, thing where i never have enough time in movies where you're filling a ton of time this was a little bizarre but i'm getting used to it most of these arcs are three man we actually really stretch going four on this one i believe other than ahsoka Mm. being framed which is the last four episodes of, of season five uh they're mostly three. So this was a good one to get started. You know, it's like when your coach makes you run 20 laps to start the practice. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Most of them like, are three. I think you you're just right. got to do it. Yeah. So, all right, buddy. Well, uh, how's, how's everything with married life? And I'll let you go. Everything going good in the, uh, the home front. Right. Right. Awesome. Good you're a new up. man. Like good you said, mm-hmm. married, married, like life is mm-hmm. spectacular. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's the oxygen is better. You know everything. Mm-hmm. The food tastes better. It's it's a it's a wonderful life, boy. It's a wonderful life. So uh, oh, yeah, man, yes. get at us. Uh, oh we will, yes, we'll see you oh, on the yes. flip side. And uh, oh yes, solo hugs and man. Movie. Thank you, Simmy. It's gonna be. It's, um, it's gonna be oh, and speaking of teasing the future, really quick. Oh, yes. When you talked about being a new man, hugs man. It reminded people. me of the, the amazing uh, Agent Smith speech when he first comes back in Matrix Reloaded. Uh, before the big fight with Neo, he's like, a new man, so to speak, like you, apparently mm. free. And then he goes into like his whole extended speech about lack of free will and everything. Oh, dude, we got to do the Matrix. That's happening too, people. So Clone Wars, Solo, right, Matrix, right, right, right. Potter. I think that pretty much covers the next few months. Awesome. All right. Thank you, everybody out there. You all have been awesome. We have been Simi and the Bizzle of the Bizzlecast. This has been uh, the Bizzlecast Clone Wars Chronicles. Thank you so much for tuning into this and all the other podcasts on the Bizzlecast Network. Please spread the word. Bizzlecast.com, Facebook.com slash Bizzlecast at the Bizzle 81. We'll be back at you extremely soon with new content. But for now, the Bizzlecast is out.